and welcome to The Best Thing You Watched This Week. We've got a very interesting podcast this week. I'm very excited. We've got two interesting parts. We're going to do our normal beginning where we're going to talk about the best thing we watched. We're going to do entertainment news. And then for our podcast section, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts, we're going to do talking about the Oscars that are coming up, award season, and who we think might actually host, because that's the big thing that's happening at the moment. Everybody's trying to guess. And we thought we'd put our hat in the ring. So from me, Ruben and the Ruby Tuesday, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. From Chris. Hello. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> uh, and, and just as we as, as we start, I think I would just I would like to thank my mother for uh, giving birth to me. And, and, and I'd like to thank my father for being my father and i just really want to thank um sid the sloth for helping me accept this award just i just don't know how i can just be so thankful at this time everybody needs a sid the sloth (laughs) they love me they really love me (laughs) all right okay enough of that silliness (laughs) <laughs> if you if, if you spot on my set, there are many Oscars because that's how many I've won. Oh wait, yeah. many many as in lots or many as in tiny, tiny many. <laughs> Look, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> at least six plastic uh, golden men uh, standing. Yeah, and what have you won these stars. for? Um, specialness. Okay, good. <laughs> Good. Everybody gets an award. That's perfect. That's how my you... mother says I'm special. So <laughs> we're just going to stick with that. Awesome. Right on. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi, Ruben. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Last week I asked you a question. I got another question for you. Okay, cool. Shoot. If animals could talk, yes. which would be the rudest? Cats. Just without a doubt. <laughs> just... Yeah. <laughs> See, I was thinking farm animals. I was trying to like go through, but you're absolutely right. No, I think no. cats would, cats. I'm not even sure they would condescend to speak to us, right? I mean, it's like, feed me human, um, off with you. Uh, if they were that intelligent and could speak, I think we would not be the the top of the food chain either. Uh, <laughs> I think cats are evil and quite scary, to be honest. They're so cute though. But think- they yeah. have trained us. Yeah, they, we, we feed them. We think they're cute, but yeah. So, so dogs, we sh- we like share our souls with, and uh, you know they're the, the man's best friend, and they'll come and cuddle you. Cats will come and sit on their on your lap when they are cold, if they deign it the perfect lap, or they'll just scratch you on their way across. You know, jumping <laughs> from, or they'll cough up a hairball in your shoe. Uh, <laughs> or anywhere that's important to you Uh, or they'll drop a a dead mouse into your dog's water bowl so that uh, you can kill the dog off so they can be the only pet true story happened this week Uh, (laughs) oh that's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) yeah had to thoroughly clean the dog's bowl and just keeping an eye on the evilness of the cat oh what's his what's his next move (laughs) Yikes. What do you think? Do you think it'll be cats? I, I, yes, I, yeah, I do. I think, I think you make a solid argument for cats. They would, um, you know, they walk up and they knock things off the 
whatever is in their way or not even in their way. Sometimes they go out of their way to go and knock something How many times off, have so. you seen, I don't know, your cat or your own cat walk up on a shelf, look at you, look at the ornament and just go, boop. Oh, yeah. No, because, that's, yeah. because they can. And they, they know, too. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What do you even think? if you raise your voice, you're like, like, like us, Loki. It, you know, the, the, the tone shifts down and you're like, don't you do it. Don't, uh, no. Uh, uh, boom. With our yeah. dog, he, could, he, he might do the naughty thing, but then would be remorseful and head down. Oh, and like, I'm so sorry. Cats are like, just reminding you, <laughs> I rule this house. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, enough ridiculousness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we dive into our best thing that we watched this week. Ruben, what tops your list? I'm surprised. There was quite a bit that um, I thought was good. I also watched a real lot of poo. I, I, I think mm. it's the most amount I've watched in a week in a long time. Like my eyes are just red and grit <laughs> and sand and just I need sleep. And so when it's bad, I was really, really angry that it was bad because like you're just wasting my time. I could be sleeping. Sure. Uh, yeah. Brazen is a fine example of that. What was that? That, poo? Was, that, <laughs> he, that, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Oh that, my gosh. I, I was shocked at how disappointing that one actually was. It was a bummer, mm. you know, cause it, 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 it makes me mad when it has potential to mm. be a good movie or a good show. And they just, they squander that, you know I mean? We've talked about the, the, the bad shows and the bad movies that they know they're bad. And so they fully embrace that. And that becomes fun. Mm. That's, you know, you, you know, you have a terrible thing or you're just going to go, you know, you have no production value, you have no budget. So you're just going to embrace that and go with it. Brazen. I think they had budget. I just, I don't know what happened. It was yuck all the way around. Just no, there's so many things. I was just sighing and arguing and they're like, please, can you be over now? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the best. We're not doing the worst. We're doing the best thing we watched <laughs> this week. And we can finally talk about Archive 81. Because oh, gosh so darn it, there's a lot to talk about. And I think we're going to do spoilers. It's been out for a few days. Well, since yesterday, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but when, you, when you're spoilers? seeing this or hearing this, it's been out two days. Mm. at least okay yeah, it so came... we'll do some spoilers but we won't talk about the end i think we could skip around it that way like reveal okay. what actually yeah. happens yeah 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 that yeah. sounds good because that way we can talk about things that happen in 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 the arc of the plot without skipping around too much without actually because we'll just sound like loons trying to explain this plot <laughs> um, <Yeah>, right because <laughs> it's mental and then we'll it is people to discover what happened so if you yes. actually want to go in completely spoiler-free, then check the time codes down below. We'll have you. You can just skip to the the next great thing that we watched this week. Chris, why don't we? I know you're dying to talk about it. So why don't you tell me your thoughts on this? Well, okay. So this one ta it checks so many of the boxes for me. I mean, just of my own personal like little intrigue type of things. You know, from like hidden passageways or a hidden or secret architecture to um, just a, an overall mysteriousness, you know, secret societies, things like this. These, these really intrigue me because I don't, I know they exist to some degree, but I don't know where, and I don't know how, 
How do you access them? And then, you know, especially with secret societies, would I want to access that? Would I want to be part of that? Would I want a, a little window into that? Or is that going to freak me out? Or is it too much, like too much behind the curtain? And mm, I just don't want to know that. But it it still is like, ooh, that's very interesting. And like, I, I'm sucked into that. Mm. The, the aesthetics of this show got me. I mean, from bouncing back and forth between like the present and the, the early nineties, mid nineties, I thought they captured it really well. You know, the, the clothing felt legitimate, the, um, I all the, what was it? Was it the high eight or the super eight? Um, yeah. not the yeah. super eight. The, yeah. The high eight, um, video cassettes. And I think like her Sony handy cam type of thing that she was using. I had one of those at one point. I may even still have some old <laughs> one in the back. And so it's, um, it was just really cool, you know, to see these things, but it, it reminded me, it pulled in feelings of different shows that I've really enjoyed. And then it, it was that mix of, of genres, you know, with the mystery, with the potential sci-fi, with maybe supernatural, all of these combined to just be like, wow, I'm, and then you have a story that was that lit legitimately, I was invested in, like I mm. wanted to know, you know, I mean, the way that Mamadou Atye, and I think that's how you pronounce his name. I could be totally screwing it up, but, um, the way that he, he's calm and reserved, but he's also very, um, driven, you know, in that, in that almost psychotic way mm. <laughs> where he gets sucked into the mystery. Um, okay. Wait, before I continue talking, tell me some <laughs> of the things that you liked. <laughs> um, I think they mentioned that about his character that's built in where he, he becomes obsessed with something and then he just, he's like laser focused. He's almost, uh, not OCD, but he's almost autistic in that way. You know, mm. once a, a child or a person that gets a repetition thing, because I know we have an autistic son, uh, once the thing becomes a pattern, their safety net is that thing and you got to keep doing it. Um, so he is almost like that. And I love the way he betrays that. I thought he was fantastic. I think the bouncing back between the two timelines, as you see our two protagonist relationships develop somewhat, it's, it's a weird relationship, yeah. but you're rooting for them to have a relationship. I don't think that was just me, but you also know that's, that, that, that can't happen because they don't exist in the same time and space. Right. Yeah. Um, as the mystery unfolds, I had some answers but I just have more questions as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, what is this? I have a a an OA itch that needs to be itched, um, yeah. and this did part of that for me. When you get the, <laughs> wasn't that unsettling through the whole thing? It's just the whole present. thing was unsettling. Yeah. But that sound that was there throughout man like that the hairs on my arms and my neck would often just go up like you know suddenly i have a duvet and my eyes are like getting <laughs> lower and I'm like i don't there's nothing scary on screen but the, i'm really kind of freaked out right now yeah um the the very clever subtle art of less is more is used perfectly in this the the reveal of the thing that we might be scared of with all that there might be on occasion I'm I'm I am skipping somewhat gently there eventually there's gonna be thing there's a thing that they have to reveal but even then when they reveal it you don't see that much of it or when you start no. understanding right 
Um, so much so that at the end, you still have questions, mm -hmm. uh, right? Um, yeah. You very much want to know what's going to happen next. Uh, I really want to talk about the end because I want to know if they're going to do more. I hope they do more. Because there's a lot more content because it's based on a um, a podcast and podcast. Like so many seasons, I think. Um, yeah. But did you know that the podcast episodes, like I checked it, I didn't listen to them yet because I hadn't, uh, I hadn't finished the series when I started looking at the podcast. I was like, I don't want to know anything as I go along. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But they're, they're short episodes, at least in season one of the podcast. So they're like 15 minute episodes or something like that, mm. which, um, they build out an hour show, you know, eight episodes that are close to an hour each. And so that's, I mean, we get a lot of good, rich detail and, and world building in this. Yeah. The, something that I liked with, that I think added to a lot of the intrigue is how we have two sets of unreliable narrators, you know, that you have Melody in the past who she's just built out to be unreliable because she's seeing a psychotherapist. Mm. She, you know, she's being gaslit by all of these people within the building that she's residing and trying to, you know, trying to get. And then in the present, you have Dan who was chosen by this organization and they fully know that at some point he had some sort of breakdown yeah. and they, you know, they, they reference that, uh, regularly, like, are you okay? We want to make sure that you're mentally stable, that you're not having another breakdown, anything else, which then it's, it's almost like they have this built-in plausible deniability of like, well, you can't, you can't pay attention to anything that he says because <laughs> he, he's had a breakdown before he's seen things he's, you know, whatever. And so it, it's disturbing in that way. It's like, it's, it's quite devious, maybe not evil, but it's at least devious in the way that, you know, they go about presenting that. But I think they're gaslighting the audience as well. Oh, yeah. Because you never know. No. Kind of. You think you know. And when and then they, they'll pull another, yeah, but maybe she is. Or maybe he isn't. Then you'll get someone with a voice of reason coming. Yeah, but look what you're doing. You're absolutely mental. You insane person. You need help. And then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, okay. And then... There'll be a squirrely squiggle on the thing with the person with the face in it. And you'll be like, what the hell? It's all real. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Well, and I, I'm still not. I mean, the show classifies what we see as one thing. Hmm. And to me, it looked more like something more sci-fi than hmm. supernatural. You know, and so I'm still not convinced that it's not going to pull that in at some point mm. um, as they as they dive more into this lore. You know, I mean, really, they've only scratched the surface of what this this chanting and all of this thing does, you know, their whole rituals and everything. But yeah, but but sci fi is one thing, but I guess you could have a sci fi supernatural thing because the way they go about activating it brings about a a horror element oh. that um is connected with supernatural stuff yeah you're absolutely right yeah with um and this is i i'll just go there it's kind of a big spoiler but when they when blood is yes. applied to yes. the statue 
Right. First off, the effects that they use for that, you know, I mean, you have it curling over the top, which makes sense when you have blood on there, but the way that it goes through all of the lines and yeah, it, also it goes up, up. Yeah. <laughs> blood doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like at the first time I was, you know, I'm just watching it. I, mean, I was, at first I was horrified at where the blood was coming from and, you know, and all of the other stuff, but then it's like, oh wow. Oh my gosh. That's really cool how they're doing this. You know, it, it, it's a great effect. So yeah, you, you are right because even that it has to, it can't be one or the other. Well, it could be one. It could be just supernatural. It doesn't have to have that sci-fi mm. um, aspect to it. But yeah, it does. You're right. That's how it's conjured up. Mm. And to have the, you know, the, the, the ritual take place. But I like that about it because you don't often get a, a mystery, supernatural, sci-fi-esque that has a real evil horror element to it. And it, mm. and it, it felt like what they were dealing with was properly evil and which is why you were really on edge because you wanted to find out the mystery but the more they play with the mystery the more things are revealed in a way that could bring about more evil <laughs> yes wording skating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes well I, I don't know about you but i i think it's episode four where they do a um a seance mm. at the dinner party that, that scene, that episode, like I had to turn off the show and I had to watch something different because I was, <laughs> I was bothered by it. Not, and it's not like I was turned off from the show by any means. I mean, I was totally sucked in, but I was like, as I'm watching this and the way I think that they crafted how you have the, the medium doing her thing and then the reactions of the people and just the, I think maybe it's probably even, I wasn't paying attention to it at this point, but the score and the sounds that are coming from this, just all of it working together really, it bothered me, you know? And so it was like, I, I, I mean, I was fully I find, invested. I find my hand on the remote and I automatically turn down the volume. If there's like an otherworldly voice that suddenly mm. starts coming at a person that shouldn't have an otherworldly voice. And I'm like, oh, why not turn it down? All right. That's my fear speaking <laughs> through my body going, mm -mm, nope, we're, we're, we're not. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah. Oh, if they chanting, I find this with Supernatural sometimes when I watch it, if they're, they're chanting Latin and sometimes mm. it just sounds like nonsense words. But in this show, uh, Archive, the stuff that they were saying just felt really accurate and very real. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure what you're saying. I would really like to take that segment and then translate it and see if you're saying, Hail Satan, please come into my household and take my soul. Uh, because I wouldn't put it past the creators to try and be as authentic as they can with the Latin. In which case, my hand then goes, mm, volume down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, not on my house. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man! But that yeah, just was... shows how good they're doing in their creativity. Like that, they're really evoking that sort of emotion, that sort of fear. Uh, very clever writing. But I totally understand you wanting to go. Like, That's Simpsons time. It's Simpsons time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's funny too because like this show, I really do think is a binge show. I mean, because Absolutely. of just the way, you know, the, but 
but I, I did partially out of just scheduling and stuff, but I did take a couple of days to watch it, which it became in our house an event, you know, I mean, my wife and I were like, Oh, okay. We've got more episodes. Let's watch some more, (laughs) you know? And which I think had I sat down on like a Saturday, I probably would have watched it from start to finish Mm. and, you know, and not even notice the time. Um, so it's, I think you can watch this. Yeah. Yeah, And I think I like that, that it's, that it's both a very bingeable show, but also something that you can make as an event. Like you, you can just, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to limit myself to two episodes tonight and then I'm going to watch two. The OA, like every time it's like, Ooh, new episode of OA. Really excited to watch it. Yeah. It is an event. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these, these types where you, you ruminate on what did I just watch? You know what I mean? What does this mean? And then you, you play through some scenarios and I still have so many questions for this Mm. show, you know, which a lot of the time I think would bother me, but because it gave me a lot of answers and it, it, it took me in a direction that, that knocked off some of these things. It showed me, it gave me progression, you know, um, I'm less, I'm less upset. I'm less disturbed or, or bothered that, oh, well, okay. So this season ended and now we have a whole new issue to attack, <laughs> uh, you know, and still I'm not quite certain that we've answered everything before that. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, I really hope we get more. I think there's scope there for a very interesting. And if we don't get more, I'll be forever wondering, but what happened? How? Yeah. How? yeah. Well, and I do, I'm... I'm still like, I really want to listen to the podcast, but I don't want yeah, to know where it's going now. yet. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't want the mystery to be like, ah, oh, this is what happens. No, not thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And can we just, just briefly, just because we do this, this is also not only video, but as, as a podcast, the dude, um, Dan's best friend who mm. has that, that podcast, has a podcast. Yeah. That the the way that they do that as a live show, but also as a broadcast, I just thought that was really cool. You know, mm. he's got the whole, his whole little Foley set up there to make different sound effects. And were you a bit jealous? Just, a little bit. It was, it, it was really cool. And it, we, it, was it made cool. me, once you, once you see that there's an audience there, I was like, you know what? That might actually be cool to watch that. It's just kind of like an old timey radio play. Mm. Um, but with a little bit more production or may, well, actually not because the old time radio plays, they had, I mean, they had they orchestras had and they had all and, kinds yeah, of, yeah, they, they kind of yeah. made it as they went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there was a be, whole very interesting creativity to those old radio plays and BBC still does it, you know? Um, so they have oh. like BBC radio four, they put on these old dramas and stories. Very cool. Yeah. Really fun. Okay. So what's, if you're happy to move on, what's next I, on your, what did you like? I, uh, I didn't expect to like this one as much as I did, but the tragedy of Macbeth that, um, you know, it's, it's now available on Apple TV. Uh, it had made a, it made a, well, it made the rounds through, I think some of the festivals yeah, and then it ha- yeah. uh, had a run in the theaters and Joel Cohen's solo directing, um, stint. I think it's the first time they've done that, right? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. This Macbeth is not one of those that is 
high on my list of like when, you know, when a new adaptation comes out, I'm like, yes, okay, I want to watch this one. Yeah, that's um, a happy one to go and see. Let's, let's, let's yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Right, right. But the, the, I mean, from the, the presentation and the production value um, and the way that it was just presented to us as in, you know, the almost a four by three ratio. So it's square, mm. you have a, um, it's black and white. And I, I had mentioned in my review that it's almost like watching a PBS broadcast back in the eighties, uh, because it still it had, has that stage. Yes, field. exactly. Yeah. Like when they're in a, um, they're in a tent and I think it was, uh, Macbeth and Banquo talking and they're, you know, they're discussing something and you see shadows of trees on the background of the tent, but the way the way that it's presented to us, you can tell that this is not actually out in a forest or anything else. That this is really, they've built a very large soundstage, mm. and they've either painted the shadows on the on the inside of the um or the outside, you know, however they do it of the tent, or they have a you know something really you know right there, and they're just brought casting the light on it. Um, and not just that, I mean, there were other times throughout many other times, actually every, almost every time that it just, you know, it was expansive, you know, I mean, you have some of these where it's on the, like in the desert or on the, you know, where there's the beach type of thing. It's sand. Mm. I don't know if it's beach or, you know, where it's at, um, or these fields, but you could also tell that the background was painted at some point as well, you know, but it still has, it has a good depth to it. It has some really big, just width and breadth, um, the the acting is um wow wow um i know you you mentioned it and i'll let you talk more about it but um just catherine is it catherine hunter, hunter. yeah Ooh. there's the witches and the old man yes yeah i uh, i mean I don't even know where to start with her. If she doesn't get nominated, uh, like let alone win for her, because what's her face won for what eleven minutes of screen time in Les Mis, and um, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I, I would definitely say I, I think Anne Hathaway is great, and she did an amazing job. But this performance, for the screen time that uh, Miss Hunter had. Mrs. Hunter had, uh, I thought was phenomenal. The the contortion. I'd, I'd love to know how she. I'd love to speak to her. Just ask her. Like, was that your body, or did you have someone inside your black cape contorting the body to make you look weird? But also, what you did with your voice while you were performing that fantastic monologue is just like. I don't even like Shakespeare, and, and and that's not because I know Shakespeare isn't brilliant. It's because there's a lot of Shakespeare that you can listen to that you don't understand. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of people that have studied Shakespeare properly. You would have to sit down with the play, have a dictionary of that sort of dictionary to explain some of the meanings. Like, sometimes it's like, why for art thou? It's not asking why you are, you know, it's, it's very specific wording. And... Mm-hmm. Once you understand Shakespeare, I think you're like, oh, well, Shakespeare's a genius. It's brilliant. Once you understand Romeo and Juliet, like, actually, what's going on, it's so much more in depth. It's the same much ado about nothing. I mean, that's the reason why we have 600 words of his that are now in the English dictionary. 
Like mm-hmm. he made up 600 words. He, he, the man was a genius. The, yes. So Macbeth is not something that I will race out to go and see because it's Shakespeare. Because I, I want to understand the movie, right? And this is what I said in 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 my review. I said for people that don't like Shakespeare's, I think mostly it's not that because they don't like Shakespeare's because then they have a fear of will I understand what I'm watching, mm-hmm. um, which I totally get. The way this is presented is that if you're not understanding what you're listening to at that given dialogue line, you probably will because the visual story of what's going on, you can decipher through what the guy said. And then it kind of your brain kind of matches it up with that word. So the next time it crop, crops up, you're like, oh, wait, I get it. Now I have that reference point. It's so cleverly put together. Um, and so we go back to that Mrs. Hunter's scene. And I was like, I understand most of what you're saying, but the rest I totally get through your performance, like your, your body acting. And I was just like, I think Kirsten K walked in to watch that bit, not purposely. She just walks into the room and she's like, oh my gosh, like, that is amazing. It's the sort of thing that makes you stop and you're yeah. just mesmerized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In the UK, um, do is Shakespeare part of required reading? That's Probably. Used- yeah, I'd okay. imagine because it's so like part of history. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, in the US, that's just part of the, you know, the, the English the course syllabus. in high school. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I think we do such a disservice when, for the most part, when Shakespeare is taught because we only read it right. and it, it's a play. It's yeah. not a book. You know what I mean? And so this you is ans- meant. You understand so much more when you express it. Yeah. The context. And I liked in this, how they, um, just some of the other Cohen used, just different imagery or different ways to show it. You know, I mean, when I think of um, Frances McDormand as Lady Macbeth, every time I've seen her talk about, you know, the out damn spot, you know, and trying to get that spot out, it's her scrubbing something, you know, on the ground. It's like blood, you know, that she's trying to get out. In this, she has a drop of water that that lands on her hand, you know, and she's, it was just like, wow, that's a whole different, yeah, take that's a, and that's it, a different take. It's messing with your mind so much that it's like ah, oh, it's it's like uh, I equated to when um, Barabbas washes his hands of Jesus's blood. Uh, that's it's it's a it's a really weird take. But no matter what, he can't. He's the way I've seen the be, being depicted before. He's trying to clean it. Um, whatever version I was watching, but he, he, like it's like he couldn't get enough of it. He kept looking at his hands, like oh, mm. uh, it's still still not off. Uh, it's such a v- clever visual representation of you seeing nothing, but you understand what she's going through. Yeah, there's little moments like that throughout the film. You know, before we even talk about the cinematography, uh, which just between the lighting and the shadow is just beautiful. Uh, but I love the the contrast between this feels like stage, but also feels not like stage. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a real. Um, it's, I equated it to an adventure, like you're going on a journey. But the characters almost don't go anywhere. Uh, it like yeah, it's, it's it's like very much set in the same places, and you have Denzel mm-hmm. doing his incredible monologues, and just like crying out at the world that his damn wife, you know, like it's he's, he's now entered into this 
why did I listen to her and look what I've done and there's no escape for me and he just continues to spiral down that rabbit hole uh, which is brilliantly done uh, and you're wondering if he's seeing what he's seeing or is he just gone gone mad you know they're they're questioning the same thing as him and you feel like you've gone on these other journeys with these characters but really there's like three main places like the the, the hallway out at the front the the room and that tree area and yeah. that's kind of it and you're like but but i feel like i've gone on this journey with them absolutely well the the um the scene where he um that he believes he sees banquo is that it mm. and um at the and end and he follows slashing like that yeah yes yes and the first lady macbeth follows and then the rest of the the patrons the party goers um his subjects they follow too and they get to see this but his that you see that he almost knows he's mad but isn't mm. you know it's just it was uh, it was done so well i mean the yeah. imagery with the i loved the, the crows that they used through a lot of that you know it yeah the Something that got me too was uh, within the cinematography and the set design is when they're in the castle and you get those, those looking up shots, you know, that it, you really, maybe they did build a really tall set or maybe it's just a trick of the camera, of the camera you know, camera, in some yeah. angles, but it was like, wow, this looks really, really tall, you mm -hmm. know, and, and you, you feel dwarfed within there. Um, yeah, there was so much, I think, so much to like in this. I loved so many of the different characters, the cast, really, and what they brought in this. And um, I'm sure you recognized him, but Alex Hassel um, playing Ross, who was uh, vicious in Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was so much better here. <laughs> I felt that he that he fit in this. He he had mm. that deviousness. He had that that more evil bent to him and i just i yeah very enjoyable i and i i think i i still don't think that if you if you're averse to shakespeare mm. that this is one to just hop right into you know what i mean like you might mm. need to ease your way in a little bit more uh because this sticks with even though joel cohen uses some alternate imagery for the most part it's still traditional you know, mm. the dialogue is still sticking to it. So this is still, you're, you're still seeing a stage presentation of this play in the language that, that it was written in. And while I do know that that can't help because that's how it was written is to be watched because it's a, you know, it's a performance, it's a play. Um, I'm not sure that this is your, if you, <laughs> you're like, well, I've hated Shakespeare my entire life. I've avoided it or I just don't like it. Let me dive into this one. I Might think you'll be, be the one for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think you'll be stunned by the, by the visuals and what you see. I mean, the whole production is so, so good, mm. but it's still not one of these that's absolutely digestible. You know what I mean? Like go with 10 things I hate about you or go with the moonlighting episode of taming of the shrew first. You know what I mean? Dive in, go, Put your Leo DiCaprio's Romeo and Juliet, uh, the, the modern version. That's pretty good. 
that is my favorite version of any of the Romeo and Juliet's it's simply because, I mean, I like how I like all the, the modern twists and the soundtrack and all of that. But for me, it's the very end that I feel that this is the most tragic one because they are both after he, um, after he drinks the poison, she wakes up and they have a moment yeah. where they are both awake and there is that realization of what has just happened. Um, you know, so he has this absolute regret that he can't, no, you can't it. take you it back. Yeah. And her, her trying to, trying to just take out that last little bit of poison and can't do it. You know, where all of the other ones, you have Romeo believe that Juliet is dead. Romeo then takes the poison and dies. Juliet wakes up and then sees this, which is still sad. I'm not saying it's not, but it's. It loses something when you then have a self-realization at the exact same time of, oh, crap, what have I done? Mm. And, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, so it was good, yeah. Yeah, lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. Uh, what what else uh, made your list? Yeah, uh, i got a couple of more things, but there is one I want to talk about. Uh, I finally have watched Mass. And oh. oh my gosh, I I'm actually pissed off at how good this film is, <laughs> because now I don't think anybody has an excuse for those people that have massive budgets, but you can't string a decent line of dialogue out. Here's a film that's set in one room. Uh, well, and and for a few seconds you get the introduction to the church, and at yeah. the end the hallway. But ninety nine percent of the film, one room. But the journey you go on with these characters will make you smile, will make you cry, will make you grieve. It's like all the stages of grief. Phenomenal performances. Uh, and the direction. Like, I don't remember there being a cut, but I know there were cuts. It's <laughs> just so fluid. Uh, and there's this one, I think, three quarters of the film in. The family, the, the two couples have said what they need to say. But there's this one monologue scene when the woman finally expresses a moment of what she needs to say. And she's come to a point. And I'm just like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Just like, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't know she could act this good. Like, I've known her from um, comedy American sitcoms. Uh, is this uh, oh uh, Martha Plimpton? Martha Plimpton, yeah, yeah, from Goonies, also, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this yeah. just shows if you have a good script, something that has heart in it, you just need a room, and you can tell a story. Like, good direction, good script, get actors, because that means most actors are actually good at their craft. They just need to be given the opportunity to shine. And I think that's what this film showcases. Yeah. Phenomenal film. Yes. This was the, this is one of those that was right at the very top of my list uh, when I, that I saw at Sundance uh, last year and it, yeah, I was blown away. Um, it really could have been just a stage play, yeah. you know? I mean, and it, it, I, I could see this becoming one at some point if it hasn't been already, Mm -hmm. Because it is, it's made just for that. The, 
the the emotion, the restraint, and the roller coaster ride that they go on, you know, and especially when you when you realize that you have two sets of grieving parents, they are both devastated, even though the circumstances are different, mm. and yet share similarities of why they're there. You know what I mean? And the like Ann Dowd and Reed Bernie wanting to defend their son, which Mm. I think is natural, but also knowing that they has just done something horrendous and terrible. And so that, that conflict of, I want to defend them because I love them. And this is not what I knew about them Mm. to this is the reality of their actions. And I'm now confronted with the ramifications of those actions from another family, Mm. you know, and just it. Yeah, it's it's one of those that that is so spectacular to watch and yet is something that it's like. Uh, I'm not sure I ever want to watch this again. Well, I think that's where I differ. I I, I really want to watch it again. Uh, yeah, just because I don't think I've quite experienced a film like that. Like, I want to learn from it. Like, it was like, teach mm. me. Because it just feels okay. like, yeah, yeah, absolutely destroys you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but how did you do that? Right? Sure, yeah. And I think, I think there is a... Um, Within this, you know, you can pull out like master classes of mm. line delivery and um, restraint, or you know, just yeah. There's there's a lot to pull out of this. Um, the, even the way, think of the tension that is created right at the very beginning. You know, from the the supporting cast who are barely in the movie, right? But their their nervousness that energy that they bring the, to it and that the, yeah the one woman I, i've got to tell you yeah i had a, i did have a story about this i worked for a church for um two years uh, i was the the media and administrator it was a weird title so i did all the media <laughs> stuff but i also helped to set up all the rooms for like events that they were going to have various oh. things mm-hmm. that i used in church building and I have to say, it was so accurate. It, it brought me back to, I remember that. Yeah, and all that. It's like, yeah, on a, on a much larger scale, I had so many tables and the, the painfulness of opening the legs of a table and getting the click in. And I was just like, yeah. But the tension, like, where, oh, do you just want, do you just want this? Is the table okay over here? I'm sorry, I moved the chairs. Um, and you're like, what on earth? Why are you act? Why are you dancing around eggshells? Genius. You know nothing, yeah. but you know something. Yeah. Yeah. It sets the tone immediately and you're, so now I'm on edge and I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. From start to finish, it's powerful. Um, and I'm continually still blown away that Fran Kranz directed this. And, you know, I think it's unfair for me probably to continually just call him the stoner from cabin in the woods, (laughs) but That's where I most know him. Yeah, exactly. And so like to see, to see him go from that and to know that, dude, you had this within you to direct this story, to tell this story in this way, Mm. that is outstanding. 
you know? And so I think, I think maybe that's a good lesson for everybody to know that, you know what, don't discount based on a role, you know, that somebody had as an actor, which I think he was still great because he was the fool. And yet he was, um, does, you know, in cabin of the woods, he's, he does exactly what the fool does and brings that wisdom that everybody else can't see or won't see. Mm. Um, so, you know, he's very pivotal to the story. Um, but yeah, just, I, yeah, I'm blown away. I hope, I hope that the film gets some recognition in some good ways. Um, yeah, we will see. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what I was going to say now. Mm. Yes, it came back. Thank goodness. Um, to all the budding filmmakers out there the thing i hear really sharp-minded directors and people that have been in the business for a while uh say pick up a camera and film um and then i've heard others say pick up your notepad and write because mm. you can film anything you don't need a budget but this example is fantastic write a tight script edit it and 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 edit it until it's sharp then when you get to filming you, you need a room and some actors uh, but even like a terrible actors with a good script you'll be able to pull out something uh remarkable and uh yeah, yeah these guys thankfully were at the top of their game uh but it just proves like you don't need a budget yeah yeah here's an exactly. incredible film in a room yeah well and that's why i would love to see this and there's there's several plays that i have seen that are just phenomenal you know they're single setting they're just mostly dialogue driven um and so that i'd love to see those be made into a movie if they can capture the same type of emotion that mm. was on the stage and i think this one would make would be a killing to watch you know and not on some big stage either these are like some of your not necessarily community theater but the the smaller mm. you know theaters that that are more intimate where you have you know, like three quarters of the stage is, is surrounded by audience, you know, and they're almost at the level of where this is taking place. And so just, uh, powerful, <laughs> powerful storytelling. Yeah. Incredible. Really. Uh, okay. So what's next on your list? Um, I think I'll briefly touch on it. Uh, the house, the house, okay. not the house. house. Yep. Yeah. Um, this was weird. Uh, I, I enjoyed the animation. I liked the darkness of the stories and some of the I'm surprised because you don't generally yeah. like puppets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Puppets, they freak me out. Um, but stop motion is yeah, really good, is you know? Yeah. And so it, uh, and I went in, like I watched the trailer for this first mm. and I don't think the trailer did the, the movie justice at all. <laughs> okay. The trailer was, was very bizarre. You know, now the movie was very bizarre too, but it was, it was more, uh, more consumable than I think the trailer was trying to make it out to be. Mm. So it, yeah, I, I mean, this isn't, while well, this wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is like drop everything to watch for me. Mm. I still, the animation, the, the, the craft. I mean, how do you was, make, how do you make stop motion flame? seriously right <laughs> it, it, it was, my mind is like but how did you do that 
And not so much, I mean, not so much the fire in the fireplace because that Mm. one, I mean, you could see all the, you know, the cotton and stuff that they use. I was more blown away when they light a match, you know, and he, he strikes it several times before it lights. And then they use, uh, they use depth with the camera also, you know, and they change focus. I was like, this is great because this is truly like I'm watching a film. You yeah, know, even when I mean, they're with, breathing, there's like the movement of the hair on the face. Yes, yes, it was it was great. the the um, The human characters are creepily designed because they're more face than uh, or more head than mm. face. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the true. eyes, nose, and mouth are squished <laughs> into the middle there. Some, and it was like, oh, that's it's unsettling. It's just weird. I don't think you should watch the first parts with young kids. I think no, that is terrifying. There's some shining moments in there. It's just, um, yeah, yeah nightmare, this was nightmare fuel. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, it's not, I mean, I think it gets more tame as each one goes along. Yeah. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it also like the third story is, it might be the most adult story, you know, from a, um, what it, what's it mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the letting go, the moving on the, um, just those types of themes within there that I really um, want to know more about the third story though. Like what it reveals at the end. I was like, oh, really? I didn't get that until that moment. Tell me more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there were the, yeah, the whole thing about that world. I was like, how did we get here? Yeah. I like, I, yeah, it was very, very intriguing. So, so did you get that it was the same house? Yes. I didn't um, get that not, until I read the synopsis, which I hadn't read. And I was like, oh, how? It's so it different. Was, well, the, the, there were similarities to it. Now, of course, it, it also catches fire in the first one. So you have that. Uh, mm. But there were, there were two circular windows in the first one, which at one point became the dude's eyes, which was, that was just creepy. Was weird. They yeah. blinked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then in the second movie and maybe even in the third, I don't re- remember the third part, but it, uh, w- if there was the specific of that, but there were three windows at the top, three circular mm. windows in story two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it felt to me similar enough. Like there might've been more nuanced differences and more little bits here and there, but I, f- I thought that it was at least a very similar house. Um, no, I did yeah. think it was the same house. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Amy, but yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So this is not on the best thing I watched this week, but I do want to talk about it briefly because okay. I know you saw it and I got the feeling that you thought it was really great. And I just want to ask why. <laughs> <laughs> is it a movie that you happened to see yesterday? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> that you were not thrilled with at all. <laughs> no. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, why are you rubbish? <laughs> you you were poo. <laughs> scream. Uh, scream. The latest Scream movie. Uh, so you saw that. And I remember you saying, you're like, yeah, it's the best one since the first one. I, th- I think you said that. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I haven't seen yeah. number four. 
and it's okay. been really a long time since I've seen any of the sequels. Oh, you haven't even seen four? So, okay, cool, cool, cool. I haven't seen four at all. No. Um, okay. So, so there is that that whole caveat going in there. Um, so let's do a little bit of spoiler warning. Just just a, okay, yeah. a tad. I won't reveal who or what or how many or who done it. Yep. Okay. Uh, but there's just one. So I might have been able to excuse all of the the issues that the film brings up to light for me. Um, except the the end you have uh, two characters neve campbell and um so this is spoilers yeah uh gail weathers right now just before let's just spiral back 10 minutes neve campbell has had a knife this big (laughs) like it's a massive knife shoved all the way into her side yeah yes yes Yes. Gail Weathers has been shot. Yes. And literally a line says, we need to take you to the hospital. And she says, no, yes. just go and finish what you've started. And I'm yes. like, that's cool. I'm all for this. Cut to the end where they're sitting on the back of an ambulance. Yes. And they're just chatting like yes. nothing is wrong. I'm like, no big deal. I call bull crap. I call bull crap. <laughs> and I'm like... All of your other nonsense, I might have been, okay, I'm going to put it aside. It's just me being grumpy. But that scene, I was like, what? How do the directors of Ready or Not have an, this is an okay scene? What? What? (laughs) It made me so bad. Well, I think because you already had a character being wheeled off in a gurney. That they can't do two more characters. They should have had both in the gurney. gurney just saying, oh, they're giving us the good. They've already established that you can do anything when you're on the good medicine, right? Yes. It's just like, oh, I've been hurt. So now they've given me the really good stuff. And then suddenly she was able to walk on crutches. Like, again, I'm calling bullcrap. But like she's, her ankles snapped in half. She's, oh, yeah, that was a brutal scene. <laughs> she's yeah. like, she shouldn't be alive, but okay. She's been cut up, beaten, like properly. And morphine apparently is magic now so well yes well yes yeah okay so, okay go, go. I, 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 <laughs> I will i will fully acknowledge that this film has a lot of problems to it okay <laughs> i yeah absolutely i mean because you're absolutely right the the courtney cox and nev campbell even when they're fighting with these wounds i was like no, that's not happening. I mean, one of you maybe with just some adrenaline, like there might be these short bursts, yeah. but then you're walking around and you it's it's more nonchalant and it's yeah, you know, like you've forgotten that you were uh, injured type of yeah. thing. No, absolutely. That is that is a hundred percent blatant and there. Um, I did not like the convenience of um, the hospital scene at all. Of you know that uh, Jenna Ortega care Jenna Ortega's character is um, supposedly under protective custody on an abandoned floor. <laughs> that where did you know, all the hospital staff and people that are ill go? <laughs> yeah, well, and I think somebody mentioned at one point like they, they put her on a um, on an empty ward or something like that. You know what I mean? But seriously, nobody, no staff at all, no, they, they, and. Yeah. It still be and I'm sorry when when power goes out, uh, emergency lighting emergency comes light on, kicks on, yeah. Um, and n- nobody is coming through this floor at all. I mean, they know 
somebody's there. You know what I mean? And when they go down in the aftermath of, of the events, nobody seems concerned that the power went out for a long period of time, you know, cause you've had all these people die because the generator didn't kick on and there was no emergency power. So, you know, different things like that. Um, the, the, the reveal of, um, the one, the, the whodunit, mm. um, wasn't a review. <laughs> holy crap. From the very beginning. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, no, no, no. There, from the very beginning. Oh, I mean, so, you, so can obvious. you, can you not craft a character that casts suspicion immediately? Like, but if you're going to do that, then have it be misdirecting. Right. You know what I mean? But when you give me a character like that, like, duh. I went like this. It's this person. Oh, my wife went, yeah. (laughs) And then my wife later went, it's this person. And I went, yeah. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) I, I know. I had fun with it, though. That's what made me enjoy this is that the, the, oh, no, no, wait. I'm going to go back. The dude with the car. Um, who gets just a quick neck stab and, and Uh, he falls and dies. Yeah. What the crap was that all about? What did I miss something? I think he was was related to someone somewhere. I think that's what they were saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't even care about, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I didn't care about his, his story was there and gone and it had no weight whatsoever to anything. Yeah. There was no suspicion cast on him other than their initial conversation when they see him at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened to the girl with the, with the brown hair or the red hair that died? What happened to her? She like, she, she, didn't she get shot in the head? Did she? At the end, she was saying, uh, you, you, you were and then she goes, oh no, you're right. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> that's right yeah, that's how forgettable okay. the characters are you yeah mind. she like, just well she disappears for portions of this and stuff like that yeah okay yeah, so yeah. all of this to say there this is not without a lot of issues to it but i still had fun i mean i thought the some of the throwbacks were good um mm. i liked i thought the the recreation of the opening scene but making it modern and mm. yet still, uh, like it was in 1996, you know, yeah, I mean, that was no girl has a landline anymore. Who has a landline? Who has a landline anymore? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Um, so I, I liked that. Okay. I thought, I thought that, that portion of it, that dialogue and that, um, just the way that it, even though, you know what? No, I don't like slashers. They're, they're unoriginal. They're, um, mm. you know, they're not scary. I prefer, you know, something like. Um, the witch or hereditary, these more nuanced. Yeah, it's, thinking it was horse. very self-aware, but the scream movies always were. The, yeah, exactly. But it was, and it's done even in the um, even when they bring back and they bring up the whole stab franchise. Yeah, you know, obviously referencing themselves. Hmm. So it becomes meta, and it and it's it's very self-aware, so much so that it's calling itself into you know into play here, hmm. but. This is the way you do that versus like when we had Matrix Revolu- Resurrections. You know what I mean? Where they're referencing things and they become more of a punchline than a story building element. You know, so 
Yeah, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give it its due. They were, I thought it was brutal, probably as brutal as the first one. The killings were like, whoa, okay. I don't think the, the killings were very original. I think two and three, they, they had some really fun, unique killings. And I was looking forward to that. I would challenge you to go back and watch two and three again, and even four, because you say you had fun with it, but I think this film is missing some of that fun. Is some of the quirky, funny dialogue, the 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 balance between this is really intense, but now we're gonna have that more. I was missing that Randy character, you know, like giving out the rules. They did all that, sure, but I didn't mm-hmm. feel like we had that character. And then when we lose a certain character in the film, in this one, I felt we lost the heart. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't actually feel like that character needed to be killed. Um, I understand wanting to to have somebody killed that's that says, "Oh, we're doing new things," um, but I'm I'm not sure that that was the character that you should have done that with, because if you have the heart of the character, then what you're left with is either your storyline, and then you've got to rely on your main protagonist. Now I have to give the two main protagonists the new blood. I thought they were excellent. They're sister and mm-hmm. sister. I think yeah. they can carry the franchise. I think they have a lot of presence on screen. In fact, I'm really looking forward to if they play on the mind of what the older sister is going through, um, what that could mean for future films, uh, where they go with it. If they use that, I think it could be really interesting. I, if you know what I mean. I, but that's yeah, I do. I hope they don't continue this on. I hope this is done. Really, oh, no, really. I don't think. I think there's a new blood. This is where they're setting it up. <laughs> See, I, okay. So, you know, I was saying as you were talking, I think probably the reason that I enjoy this a lot more than you did outside of the the issues, like the, maybe the reason that I'm willing to overlook a lot of the issues mm. is because I've seen, so I saw the original Scream within the last, uh, Several months. I think I watched it back in October when we were doing our horror thing. I, I went nice. through and I watched it. Um, but the other ones, you know, like I said, I haven't seen four and I haven't seen two and three in, I don't even know when they came out. It's probably been minimum of 10 years oh, since wow. I've seen them. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not close to the series other than the original at all. Mm. You know what I mean? And so this is, so I was able to come in with the hint of nostalgia in there and then just did this did this thrill me in certain ways mm. yeah it did i now i wasn't scared but i was never scared with even really scream the original mm. one i mean there's there's tense moments for it where i'm like i'm like ooh you know but i was never like <sighs> is that you know something like that and so i think and that that could be my twistedness also. I don't know with it, <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, but that you, yeah, um, you I, don't get scared. Like you watched hereditary and you were fine. You, well, that freaked me out. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to say that, but, it, but there's, but you know, in like the Babadook that scares me that, you know, and I get creeped out a lot, but yeah. Oh, what was the film in me. this that they, she mentioned that she really liked? Um, well, one of them was the Babadook. Oh, okay. That That's was like the top of her list. And I the like, one with the like, shadow, that film. The Babadook? It has well, it's the it's the book. Um yes, and Mr. Book. Babadook who yeah, comes no, out that of the film, book. That film creeps me out. I don't like that yeah. film. Yeah, no, that's I it, it's a brilliant, <laughs> brilliant movie. Um 
and, and the story within there, you know, yeah. the deeper meanings, but it is, oh, that bothers me to my soul. So yeah, yeah it, it, it will be like, I will watch this one again and I think I'll have some fun with it still. I think I will notice or at least be maybe bothered by the things that bothered me before, probably a little bit more mm-hmm. on a second viewing, you know? Um, but I still, I still had fun when I watched it. And I think that was it, you know, despite all of the issues, despite even some of the rushedness mm-hmm. to it there, I think, I thought there were some portions where I think it's probably about the same runtime. But I didn't feel like we had as many moments in this one to have some of the characters breathe and to have some of that that dialogue build up. You know, like you have, they recreate the scene with um, the friends all talking back and forth, you know, and so that it was there. But I think in the original, it was done better. It had more weight to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? More, mm-hmm. more is being revealed within that than in this one. This is just kind of some banter and poking fun at a Dylan Minnette's character. What happened before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, I think you needed to use this opportunity to solidify us more within the cast. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't have, care whoever died. Like there was no, I, was like, yeah, I think I, the well, sisters I, I was worried about. Th- yeah. That's but it. Yeah. No one else. Was like, Those two are the ones. And then the original cast, I didn't want them yeah. anything bad to happen to them. Um, but like, even think back to, you know, the, the moment with, uh, in the first one with Randy in the, in Blockbuster, you know, or the video store, whichever, you know, whatever it is and him, you know, getting all irate and everybody looking at him and stuff like that. I mean, that, that we didn't have that moment either in this. I mean, I know that they tried to create it with, they give a little bit of homage to him, uh, by having the, the, the twins being related to him in that way, you know? And so is that bit where someone's on the couch and says, look behind you, you got to follow your rules. And and I'm like, you look behind you. See, I really, I liked that scene a lot. I thought that was one of the better ones done because it's, it's almost like bringing back the dude in the van, the news, the, the camera mm. guy in the news van. You know what I mean? It was like, turn around, turn around. He's like, oh no, there's a delay. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, I will still watch the, the trilogy, I think, the three. Mm, I don't okay. think I will watch this one again. Unless there is a sequel to this one and it somehow works to further this story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you know, one more thing I, before we move on, I, I liked the modern sensibility that was brought into this where, you know, it was like, you need to, at the very end, you know, they always come back mm. and there's the boom, boom, boom. No, you know, that there were several times within this movie where it was like, I need to do this because of this, that's been set up within the rules of horror movies, you know? Yeah. And so that, it shows that we've learned that we're progressing and that we're like, okay, we're not just going to make some of those exact same stupid mistakes <laughs> that we did, even though they make the movie itself makes a lot of other mistakes. Yeah. You think Batman would learn this, like kill the Joker. He's just going to escape and hurt people again. It's this, the same thing. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> they, exactly. They shoot them in the head. <laughs> right. Yes. That's it. <laughs> exactly. In this once and for all, I mean, was it Jesse Eisenberg's uh, character in um, 
uh, zombie land, you know, double mm. tap, double tap. That's yeah. a rule. Like, it, it, yeah, live by it. <laughs> yes. Cardio seatbelts, double yeah, tap. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I would die in a zombie apocalypse. Cardio. Yeah. Well, I would just trip somebody else. That's what. <laughs> just push them into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Zombies have some food. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nick Frost lasted for a long time. Yeah. He did, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> have you got anything else you want to talk about no no i'm good on the best things no there are a few other things that came out this week that were really good i would suggest for those that haven't seen it yet watching afterlife season three thoroughly enjoyed mm -hmm. it in the light of the season one and two i now feel like it's a contained story that's just been broken up into three parts and that's how i'll see it from now on now that i've seen the third and mm -hmm. it's a story that you kind of need to watch from beginning to end uh, and this is finally finishing that and, and done in a way that will make you feel satisfied. So that's just one I'll throw up there. Should we talk about what we're looking forward to next week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or this coming week. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so coming this week on Netflix, at least, there is Ozark. Um, yes. Yes. Which you're, we, won't, we won't talk about much. I am <laughs> looking forward to a true crime docu-series called the puppet master the the ultimate con man so in this harrowing docu-series a cruel woman masquerading sorry woman a cruel con man that's just that that throws up a very different series <laughs> guess <laughs> yes. what docu-series i'm going to be making a cruel con man <laughs> masquerading as a british spy manipulates and steals from his victims leaving ruined families on the way i think this is a very interesting story um mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to what they do i hope it just i hope it's entertaining yeah uh, and, and informative yes you know that's like when you tell a true crime thing i it bothers me when they're only speculative mm. or that they that they don't really get to some of the meat you know that's for me, I mean, I know a lot of other people who follow true crime. They're like, well, this is no new information. I don't follow true crime in that way. So it's all new information to me. I just want it to, yeah, to be intriguing and, and entertaining. <laughs> uh, Mass is coming out here on Sky. Um, and now, so I would suggest if you haven't seen that yet, we've talked about that already. So see that. Uh, Dota season two. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's this week. Anything else on your list? Um, Munich. The Edge of War. Mm. Um, it's I, I just watched it last night, and um, yeah, I can't say anything. Put about it on your list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. I it's can't worth, say anything. Um, it's, it's, I I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Sundance kicks off this next week, oh, and so for me, I am ridiculous. I bought sixteen or I bought tickets to 16 different movies that I'm watching over the course of five days. Oh, wow. Now you, now you may like, Oh, Hey, that, well, that's like three per day. Well, these are timed. So one day, which I am a moron, I wasn't really paying attention to my schedule. I have five movies that I have to watch in one day, but expensive? it's also a, uh, no, 20. Well, I mean, relatively, uh, they're $20 each. So I did make an investment within this. I mean, there's, you know, it's 300 something dollars. Um, but it was cheaper 
to buy the individual tickets than it was to buy some of their packages, which made oh, no weird. sense to me. That's bonkers. Yeah. 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 And so is it, went, is it like a digital screening of a film? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Last oh, year they cool. were fully virtual. Right. This year they were going hybrid, um, which is, and so the price actually went up. Like last year, I think I spent a little less than $400 and had access as long as I could get the tickets. I mean, they have a limited number of tickets, mm. um, but I could watch as many as I wanted as I could, you know, fit into my schedule. Um, so I watched a crap ton last year. Uh, this time they redid that because they were doing a hybrid. Mm. And so all of the prices went up and I was like, well, I can't afford to do this. And like, there was a $750 package, wow. but you only got 10 tickets okay. and which made no sense to me. Why would I pay $75 per movie when, and I still, you still run into the thing of they could sell out. Yeah. You know, versus me just well, I was like, well, I'm just going to buy this one. Yep. That one's available. I'm going to buy that one. So I did that. So, so I which have this. ones are you most excited about? Um, here's my, my list. I don't know if you can see that. Um, uh, <laughs> um, there is, let's see here. Well, let me just start off by saying the one that I was most looking forward to Mm. is now no longer going to be presented at Sundance. Oh, and I respect sad. the filmmaker's reason for doing so, but it was oh, okay. it was called The Final Cut. Yeah. And it was about a um a movie like it's a it's a movie within a movie type of thing where the movie is a, the story is about a the filming of a zombie movie when a zombie apocalypse <laughs> breaks out during the filming of this. And it just it it looked wonderful, uh but last week uh Sundance made the announcement that they were going fully virtual just because of um, COVID, the spread that was happening, that they just, they wanted to be overly precautious. So they they moved it all online. And the director of this movie was like, you know, we, we respect that decision, but we feel that our movie should be seen on the screen, you know, in a theater, not, not on a TV screen for its debut. Mm. Okay, fair enough. So they pulled it out. Um, some of the ones that I'm looking forward to, and I don't really know much about these, at least as I read the titles, but like, um, Emily, the criminal, that one is, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Um, there's this one called piggy. And I think it's like about, it's like a twisted tale on bullying because the, the image that I saw was this girl who's kind of, she looks kind of filthy, but then she's also covered in blood. And so I, I, I think some bad things happen within there. Okay. Um, there's one called, um, let's see, Alice. There's, um, this one, I think it's French, which I know it's going to be weird, but it's the cow who sang a song of the future. <laughs> Great title. Yeah, it's exactly right. Um, I think when you finish saving the world, that one I believe is Julianne Moore and Finn Wolfhard. Okay. Um, so there's, I mean, you know, within 16 movies, I've got, um, yeah, I got, I got a lot to watch and, and the, 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 I have the day that I have five is actually a work day. So <laughs> after work, yeah, well, that was the one where I was stupid, which okay. I wasn't paying attention to what day it was. So right. after work, I've got 10 hours at least Oh, dude, get yourself to watch a caffeine package. <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be drip of caffeine 
<laughs> yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough one because they're, they're timed. Like, so they, you know, I mean like, okay, so I could watch them, you know, so I'll start in the evening watching them, but it's not like I could just be tired and say, okay, well I'll watch it the next day because they're only available for 24 hours. So it mm. starts at 7 a.m. my time on the day and they end, they expire 7 a.m. the next day. So because I have a work day, I'm not going to be able to watch these until five-ish oh, at gosh. night. So, yeah, that's going to be a rough one. What have you done, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So um, a couple of them I'm, I'm like are going to be coming out. I know are going to be coming out very soon. Mm. Uh, one of them is called Fresh, um, and that's coming to Hulu, I believe, in the U.S. Uh, within like the next uh, two weeks or something like that. So okay. I'm excited for that. And then there's one um, we need to talk about Cosby, which is a documentary that's coming to Showtime. Um, Ooh, I bet the Cosby's didn't sign off on that one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, I don't know how it's going to be, but we'll, you know. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. So that's what, that's on my right. list. And then the biggest thing for me personally that I'm looking forward to next week is I finally Finally, my tattoo appointment is coming up and I get to get some, <laughs> some new ink done. So can you, can yeah, you get yeah. one of your sons to record it? <laughs> I, I will probably, yeah, yeah, I'll have, yeah, they're going to come with me, I think. So yes, I'll have at least some of the, you know, so yeah, a little bit of experience the, the pain that you're in. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Long time. Amazing. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, how about some news? Yeah, let's do some news. You got anything while I pull up my news? I have one. This is, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, it's, it's one of those where does this need to exist? Should this exist? And what's it going to be? But, um, sounds like it's going to make me angry. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Disney plus announced that Tim Allen is reprising his role as Scott Calvin Mm. for a new, the Santa Claus series. Yeah. Disney are making a lot of a lot of questionable choices this week. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I, I I enjoy at least the first one, the Santa Claus. You know, I thought it was um, for its time. I thought it was funny. It was. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's 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 schmaltzy and cheesy, but it's also just a family Christmas movie, and and you feel good. You know what I mean? It has some very predictable arcs to it, but. I think Tim Allen did a good job within there. You know, I thought yeah, it, I like. Just, I, mean, I like the. I like the second one. I think the third one is just. Yeah. I don't even uh, remember the third one. Yeah. But the I guess they're doing a series because they want to move it on because he can't be Santa for always. He's old now. So as far as I understand, it's it's handing off the hat. Oh, he's going to pass the torch. He's going to pass them, yeah. the torch. Yeah. So I think that's probably what they want to do because so many people love. Tim Allen as Santa Claus and equate him with that movie. I think they're trying to be careful with what they or how they go about, you know, for the next generation, which I guess I understand. Sure. <coughs> sure. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, the quote that, that I, you know, quite often, does this look like a little weight? <laughs> Just as I shake my belly fat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, usually that's after I have consumed large amounts of gluten or something. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all the news that I have. That one stood out to me because I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I'm not sure that I, I'll watch probably. It's not, it's not something that I'm like, Ooh, I've been missing this in my life. Mm. You know, 
Um, okay, so I did a little bit of journalism this week because I can Google. Um, <laughs> so talking about Disney, and we've talked about Avatar a number of times already yes. on the podcast. So here's your headline. Disney and Tencent announce Avatar MMORPG. So it's a multiplayer role-playing game online role-playing online game. okay so so the article is disney and tencent have announced avatar reckoning a new mmorpg set on pandora for ios and android devices due for launch this year you'll be able to play avatar reckoning in three modes single mode story missions pvp or co-op as you explore um okay so do you know much about tencent i don't know what that is that like 50 cents Oh, no. no, uh, no. Half brother. Tencent is a massive, massive company. Okay. Uh, that's. Okay, uh, some background. Tencent owns a lot of mobile developer focused on intense microtransactions only to gamers, consumers. That is considered unethical as it is mostly to children. In conclusion, they are as evil as any top 100 profitable country, uh, company uh, because they left their morals behind. Uh, <laughs> China. I just I, I was doing some research on this, and so China has suspended Tencent Holdings from updating its existing apps or launching any new apps as part of a temporary administrative guidance against the tech giant. Uh, China's China's media outlets, including Shanghai-based, uh, yeah, this China's market has reported that they won't be basically they're trying to stop doing any dealings with Tencent because of all the microtransactions so it's basically gambling for children that's the the big thing that oh. have come around so disney are partnering with uh, tencent to do a, a multiplayer avatar game that is specifically designed for mobile which is where you get all those ads and those you know all those like you buy gems and stuff for 99 yeah. cents and then you buy mm -hmm. and then some little kid like taps taps the 100 pound gem because they want to progress and build their characters you know uh, which can be very addictive, and little kids don't understand that really, uh, or even older kids, because you know you, it's very easy to spend an hour here on your phone while you're doodling, and then you're like, oh, "I'm playing this game." I understand why they're doing Avatar because people are asking. I've noticed in the comments are uh, asking, "Why are you doing Avatar?" In the next few years, Avatar is going to be massive again uh, because we have so many films coming out, and there's also a standalone game coming out as well, um, which is hmm. console-based. Okay. Uh, and, and so they're putting, it's basically a big universe that Disney is putting a lot of money into. So I'm guessing this is their way of getting some of that money back because I think people would be surprised to know that game revenue, 40% of all game revenue comes from um, these monetization issues that have been con now considered as gambling. And in the news, the last couple of years, three to four years, there's been a big thing about is... Um, this gambling for kids and there's no other way to look at it because if you tap on something and you get something um and you spend money on it you, you don't and if you don't know what you're going to get it's just like a, a, a random yeah. thing that's part of gambling. game of chance yep. yeah exactly and there's no other way that you can really describe just because it's digital doesn't mean it's not um mm -hmm. gambling yeah so there was that i thought it was very interesting because i i just I didn't know what to make of it, and, and I know yeah. Disney's not one person, but it's an interesting decision that they've made there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And talking about digital constructs, I've segued into game because I just thought it was an interesting week for a bit of game. Uh, you know, World of Warcraft. We had that film recently that they, the, uh, recently a few years ago, they based the the movie on the World of mm. Warcraft game. It's a slightly big game with over two hundred million players. So, <laughs> mm. uh, Tiny. Yeah. Um, the World of Warcraft players stage sits in protest following Blizzard allegations. So, what uh, th- this is really interesting, and, and it just shows the digital world that we live in, is that some of one of the CEOs has been up to something uh, in here. You'd have to go and read the article for yourself, but there hasn't been any change. So the players in like the lobby, the digital lobby, have all gone, instead of playing the game, they've all gone online and they're just like sitting. Oh, just hanging digital. out in the lobby they're there? Just, yeah, they're just staying there. And that, like instead of being able to protest together because the players from all around the world, sure, they're just like, this is how we protest. And I thought it was just, I was in really intrigued and interested like wow that that does does that force any action i guess if they're not actually playing their game but they're still online on their game uh yeah because it and i don't know how analytics work within that game and how it's reported but you would think that if if the players are logged into the game it shows play time you know what i mean like they were on on servers which still makes the company then be able to show to other investors look we have these people this many hours still on there versus if everybody were to just say for the next week, nobody log on. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? That, 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 that I, that would actually well, drop that, their, their money. Right. Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you have this huge dip in what but that would mean players would actually have to stop being on screens for a while. And, and, and that, I don't know. Once, once you're addicted to the world of online gaming, uh, it's hard to come out of that. <laughs> Speaking yeah, from well, experience. Yeah, well, true, very true. <laughs> um, true, yeah. A bit of different news? A, a Quantum okay. Leap sequel series is in the works at NBC. Yes, I saw that this week. It's set 30 uh, years the- after Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap accelerator and vanished where a new team has been assembled to restart the project. And they haven't confirmed yet whether or not Scott Bakula will actually make an appearance. At least I when mean, I saw it. I mean, can you quote a quantum leap without? Well, and Dean Stockwell has passed on. Yes, he has. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could so, do a digital version. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I would hope that they taste. would. I don't know. It, well, maybe at least in, in, in the initial pilot, something mm. just to, to acknowledge your roots. You know what I mean? I think though, I think really it would be awesome to have Scott Bakula in there, even to pass that torch along. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like him, even if it's like a video message that he's talking to these new new people or whatever, I don't know. Um I enjoyed the show. I mean, I thought it was it was fun, you know, it was quirky. Yeah, I don't think I think it's it's a series that could be modern. Like could be not modernized, just going through, uh, you know, wormholes into other people, trying to help people. I think it's a it's a thing like Stargate. You could keep redoing. It. Well, um, there's been there's okay. been enough there's been enough in current events within the last you know oh, 10, yeah. 15 years that they can go back in it's and so much, isn't it? It could be really <laughs> fun if done well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, talking about something else that is not coming back. Well, I guess it's coming back. 
the a real steel series is is that the works um at disney with sean levy to produce so hmm. remember the shadow boxing with hugh, hugh jackman i love uh, that movie yeah movie's I, great I, I yeah thought they i were know gonna do a sequel i don't know about the series Oh, no, I, I and it's not. I'm guessing it's not going to have Hugh Jackman in it because he's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it needs to exist either. You know, I mm. just. I, I am getting a little tired of the the. The rehashing of things. Yeah, there's and no the lack new, of. There's no nothing new under the sun. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Just I. Some ori- the lack of original content, that's a little bothersome to me. Yeah, because we're also getting a new Final Destination movie, which has been <laughs> written for HBO Max. Yep. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, enough now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is entertainment I mean, news. Prequels and sequels <laughs> and uh, whatever Scream calls them in the movie. What do they call it? Requels. Uh, requels. Oh my god. Which I thought, you know what? Yeah, that isn't that a great term? I mean, I mean, that's you know, a thing. That's what they've been doing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I like that they use that term that they've come up with this term that it is a reboot sequel hybrid type of thing. Requel. That makes sense. That. Or, or yeah. it did, did did do that. So yeah. Yeah. Requel. Yeah. I, I like and it. it. I kind think, of I solves should... some of the issues, doesn't it? Like, don't remake Flatliners because we saw how that turned out awful just garbage uh but you could take what people loved about the original but bring it to a new audience Mm -hmm. yeah it's that that was good i like that bit yes (laughs) all right that is uh everything i've got in news and what i'm looking forward to all right yeah me too all right so you have made it this far in the audio we thank you for sticking around uh, right now, we are going to dump, jump into, not dump into. We're going to jump into <laughs> some of our, uh, some of our predictions uh, for slip. exactly, you know, for <laughs> for for the awards season. Um, but you know what? I think uh, for the first time in a handful of years, maybe not a handful, a couple, few, whatever, however you want to translate that, more than one, uh, the. Hey. Three. Okay. The Academy Awards are going to have a host again. And so I think we'll kick off with that and then dive into our predictions um, or maybe just who we want to win. I don't know how we've classified it yet. Um, I'm not even sure how I've classified it uh, within my own list. But uh, Ruben, who do you, I know you have a couple or at least one or two of potential hosts. Okay. So there's five I've got that I think that the Oscar people will want. And then I've put five that I want, and then I will choose one who I want. <laughs> Does that make sense? That made total sense, yes. And also, I'm going to choose okay. from your list. Okay, also. cool, cool, cool. So this is the five that I think um, the Oscars will m- have a more than likely chance. Okay. Um, because I guess it's worth talking about the criteria for the Oscars. It's quite a prestigious, well, they, they like to think it's quite prestigious. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a certain type of clientele that they have had in the past that can host. And I think they're also going to want to be very careful with who they have. 
so <laughs> I'm dodging around also being careful of what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think Hugh Jackman is a, is a big one. I think oh, he's mm-hmm. done it once before, and I think he was very well received. And because he knows Hollywood, he and he also doesn't beat around the bush, but he's like musical. I mean, not like he is musical, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenally talented. I think he could host easily, like uh, if he wanted to. And that's the thing. I don't know if he'll want to. Uh, Chris Rock was going to, and then there was that big thing with him. But I think if they wanted to make some brownie points, actually inviting him back uh, to do it. I think he could be funny, um, but I don't know if they'll take the chance. Uh, here's the one. Okay, I'm just going to rattle through the others. Okay, Ricky Gervais. I think Ricky's he's done a number of awards. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if they trust him because he will point oh, and prod. He, uh, he will destroy everybody. Yes, he will, which I would pay to see for sure. <laughs> um, and Tom Holland and Zendaya as a duo. Tom Holland's oh. already been, well, he's had some conversations apparently, and I've watched some interviews with him. And he said he had a, a phone call and he was like, uh, would you ever consider, or it was an interview. So would you ever, would you ever consider doing, and he, he went, no, I don't want to. And then he called the interview back after it was ended. He's like, what are you talking about? I would love to, uh, but I kind of want to do it if Zendaya does it. So he thinks that, that would work. And I would love that. I think that at the moment, that would be a good popularity win for them. Mm-hmm. The other one, I think that could be really clever, is Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And we've just had them in this amazing um, sitcom series. Uh, but Steve Martin and Martin Short are royalty, but they're they're fairly old now. Uh, yeah. And bringing a freshness in with Selena, who has great dry comedy timing. I think them three together? What, what's your thoughts on that? I'm not sure we'd actually get to the show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I mean, Steve, I would love to see that. I mean, that, that, I, I don't say that I don't think we'd get to the show because I think that there would be a bad choice. I just think that you would have, I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short together, they, they would go off on so many tangents. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be like watching Robin Williams, you know, yeah. where he just, once they click, once they start going, you never know where he's going to go. <laughs> and, and they feed off of each other in such a phenomenal way. And then yeah, you include do. Selena Gomez within there and her being able to bring in that dry, like you said, that dry comedy and that sarcasm, which would, I think, endear and draw in more of the younger audience mm. to this as well, because she could almost be making fun of the old guys who are getting lost in some nostalgia or whatever, you know, and always trying to bring them back. But I mean, you have. The musical ability between, I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short. I don't know if Selena Gomez, if she can sing or she can do anything, but I don't see why she couldn't. Yes, she is actually a singer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that would, I mean, you could, they could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. So those were my choices for possibly who the Oscars will choose. Now, for the people that I want, um, Mm -hmm. who I think actually have a strong case maybe so here's the five billy crystal dwayne johnson will smith paul rudd tom holland and zendaya so i know i had that on on the other list i just think they they're actually in a strong position to run it um out of that list i actually think 
that Dwayne Johnson or Will Smith might get it. Uh, because if you think about J- Dwayne Johnson, he is used to having millions of people watch him just with mm-hmm. wrestling. He he knows how to play to the crowd. Um, but he also now is like huge in, in like, I yeah. think the top five biggest paid actors or whatever in Hollywood. Uh, and so th- that's a big thing. Also, Will Smith is basically Hollywood royalty. Mm-hmm. I think he could do that. The one I want is Paul Rudd. I just, with his comedy... And I think people love him. I think it'd be brilliant. Like, if he wanted to do it, uh, yeah, if he didn't get stage fright or anything, I just think Paul would kick it, kick its ass. Well, and I, yeah, so I would go, like, so if I were to choose out of all of them, uh, probably my number choice, now hearing your full list, number mm. two choice would be Hugh Jackman. Mm. Um, because for all of the reasons that you mentioned, that I think he would be, I mean, he's, phenomenally talented and can check all of the boxes do you remember him doing that number when he goes because i'm wolverine because he did a musical number no amazing but see he's but see he's also yeah and that's what i like about him too is that he knows how to not take himself too seriously you know that whole the whole rivalry fake rivalry with ryan reynolds (laughs) with ryan yeah yeah and the whole you know all of that i mean could you imagine the marketing that would just come from that i mean if jackman was chosen We'll talk about never getting to the show. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, no. I'm going to amend my thing. I want Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman together to host the Oscars. That would be the best ever. People would watch that just for them. Just for that. They wouldn't even care about who wins or not. They wouldn't care. Like, move on from the awards. (laughs) Just get us back to them. Exactly. Yes. Um, But going off of of your list, I would do – I would vote for Paul Rudd as well. And I think – see, I think he – has that ability to bring in everybody also that he is a universal type of draw because uh, he can bring in not necessarily maybe the old audience, you know, but, but the, the, our age type of yeah. thing, but he also he can won bring a lot in of brownie s- points from Ghostbusters as well, though. Yeah. Although that's mm. true. Yeah. Mm. But he could also bring in the younger audience just from the, you know, the Marvel and, yeah. and we know okay. that he's funny. You know, that he, he has some very comedic timing. He's also kind of self-effacing, not to, um, you know, not afraid to be silly as well. Yeah. And so that, uh, yeah. And and wasn't he named. Great humor. Yeah. Oh, totally. Wasn't he named like sexiest man of the year by People Magazine or something like that too? Yeah. So you could. He is a great choice. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. So So, Oscars, if you're listening, which of course you are, um. Paul Rudd, please. <laughs> yes. Or Hugh Jackman and Ryan or Reynolds. Hugh Jackman and Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Who's that? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Jackman. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on to choosing and uh, talking about uh, the awards for the Oscars specifically, and talk about the awards in general, because uh, this is the season to be jolly, or rather, it's an awards season. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently, I did a poll on my YouTube channel um, where I just posed the question, uh, which do you watch? I'm curious. Do people still care about movie and TV award ceremonies or do you think they are all controlled and bought in some way? Comment in the comments, uh, which others not mentioned in the poll that you might watch. uh, We will probably talk about it on our podcast. Uh, Okay, so out of a hundred or so votes, the Oscars was 75%. Okay. The Emmys was six uh, six percent. The BAFTAs was six percent. 
The Golden Globes was 8%. The Critics' Choice was 4%. Um, <laughs> Densky says, where is my none of the above answer? <laughs> <laughs> Oil Cat 17 says, Oscars and BAFTAs are a must-watch. Heck, my whole page rankings are built around Oscars night. I still check the results of the others, though. Uh, Devon Munn says, don't care about them. People all have different tastes, so these awards are basically a popularity contest in a way. And Proxy Mel says, all day on YouTube these days, I'm just click. I'm just clicking don't recommend on some random channels. YouTube has become so worse. Blah. I just thought I would include that comment because it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, none. They are... William Reese says none. They are all industry awards. They don't give a damn about what fans think. So this is part of the reason why I wanted to also talk about the awards in a whole. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the ceremonies have done things that haven't helped them. They haven't been inclusive. Recently, one of the award ceremonies in particular has also just done a boo-boo. And then they seem to just dig themselves deeper in with how they respond or react to that. Mm-hmm. The Oscars themselves, unfortunately, the people who who are in control of the voting system have been for the large, I think, like 80 percent white, uh, middle aged or older men. Um, it wasn't until recent years have they started changing that up. Um, and that is the same thing about the other awards ceremonies who've tried to be really quiet because they don't want to be in the in the limelight in the light of the Me Too movements where mm-hmm. things like this have been kicked up. It does bring up to the question, do the award ceremonies actually matter? Uh, and how, I don't know how many years I've been saying about the Oscars in particular. I'm pissed off because they don't ever represent the films that you think really are the ones that should be given a chance or like put up to like say, hey, this film was really unique this year. This was worth... Like, the criteria for them often, particularly Oscars I'm talking about now, often are... They feel skewed. Skewed? Skewed? Skewed, probably. Skewed. Um, For example, like, whenever there's great animation films, let's just take animation as as an example. Uh, If there's a Pixar film, you know Pixar will win. Doesn't matter if the other animated films are better. Now, I say that, but didn't last year Spider-Man won, didn't they? No, Soul won. Oh, Soul won. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. I think Wolf Walkers was the better movie. I mean, exactly. I loved I loved Soul. No, Soul's it, great. It, yeah, but, but it, I think it's Wolf normally Walkers was you a- can tell, like, if there is a musical directed by a handful of directors, that's going to win Best Picture. Yeah. If it's... <laughs> I mean... That's really a snuff horror film, isn't it? <laughs> Chris, how dare you bring that up? <laughs> what are you talking about? Sorry, Flashbacks I couldn't resist. Cats puking into your shoes. You know what I'm going to send you for Christmas now, Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we digress. <laughs> uh, but you you know exactly. Yeah. You must have had this conversation in your household as well. Is that how? I, I know it's everybody's own opinion, like uh, you sit there and you watch it and you're like, yeah, I can't believe they didn't choose that. Fine. Everybody has their own opinion. But you're in, you're out for a lot of years. The, and it really feels like they don't <laughs> listen to their general audience is like, why aren't these 
categories being represented. You know, the age-old story is, why the hell haven't you got an Oscar awards for stuntmen? Like, there's just one thing that they're missing out of many. Mm-hmm. And when I say men, men and women, like just stunts. Yes, yeah. yes. I've spoken a lot now. You, you can talk now. <laughs> well, I, I agree. I mean, I have not watched the Oscars or the Golden Globes or really any awards show for a handful of uh, years because it became the rich and privileged giving themselves um, awards. You yeah, know what I mean? I think mean? people like, are done with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like the idea of the People's Choice Award because it's voted on by people. You know, I think that's, that's kind of cool. Um, it's an MTV I know, similar to that as well. The MTV yeah, awards. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That it's voted on by the fans and that, that I think carries more weight. Um, and it also, it, it is a better representation of what audiences enjoy. Now I know that, you know, that, that sometimes these smaller films are ignored by general audiences, even though they shouldn't be just because Sometimes the general audience would prefer a Marvel sequel over something original, you know? And mm. so there's, I mean, I understand the balance that they bring within there. Um, you know, and even a couple of years ago, the Oscars, and it may be more than that now, but the Oscars introduced, they expanded the best picture to have 10, you know, choices with their, with that, that whole, um, at least theory and probably original impetus to include some mass market um, mass appeal movies, not just some of these art house ones that, you know, 12 people saw. Um, yeah. Cause it felt like hero films or those type of films always just got poo-pooed by the, the, the people that watched them because apparently those aren't art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, and I, and I understand from a, a marketing standpoint of self-marketing and self valuation, you know, these awards mean something for the actors and for the directors, because if, you know, an actor is an Academy Award winning actor, they can command more money for their performance in a movie. You know what I mean? So it helps them. I mean, it's, it's kind of a pedigree. It's kind of a degree type of Mm -hmm. thing, you know, so that they've gone back and they've gotten their PhD in, in this. And so that means they, they are worth more to those that are willing to pay for it. So it, I mean, I understand its role within there, but, but a lot of these, I don't think are necessarily representative of what the general audience who goes to mainly support these things feel about the movies, um, you know, specifically with, within the Oscars and then even like the Golden Globes. I mean, we know that they, I mean, they have not been inclusive uh, from the voting and from the nominations. And, and then this year, which it was very odd that they continued on and had their awards, even though there was no broadcast, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people had even said, didn't even submit their, their things for nomination Some for consideration as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, in last year you had a lot of people returning their golden globes, Yep. You know, you know, I think Tom Cruise was one of them who returned all of his that he had won over the years, um, yep. you know, in a form of protest, which I, you know what, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think some of it's reactionary because they're like, oh yeah, you Nobody know, well, this is not to have done anything about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I think in also another aspect is once you're made aware of it or once you have an understanding of that, that shows change, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to poo poo those people who, you know, they have, they have gained new understanding or new insight. And so now they are taking appropriate action for that. And so I think, you know what, you're still to be commended. You acted upon that. You were now given a choice once your eyes were open to it and you decided what to do. I would query that, Chris, because, because people found out that was the situation, they acted upon it. Would they have acted upon it if? Well, and that's, that you know, and that's, case. that's a legitimate thing. And I think that, that just comes down to the personal type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Because I, you know, I, over the last couple of years, my eyes have been open to certain things that I, I thought I was against, or I thought I was doing, you know, and it shows me that no, actually I wasn't as vehemently opposed to something, or I wasn't as, um, distancing or as whatever that is, you know what I mean? And so now that I'm aware of it and I have been able to re-examine I can make changes and that wouldn't have come about had something not been brought to my attention before. You know what I mean? So I think yeah, like it, pineapple on pizza is a, it's a good thing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> my, my youngest son thinks that pineapple goes on pizza and he's wrong. I'm um, with but, your son on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's grotesque. I don't know what's going on. You people weird, but yeah. So anyway, uh, rant over i don't know <laughs> yeah no, no I, the, the, this is what why we wanted to talk about it it's an interesting yeah. topic it's one that needs to be discussed and people need to not be afraid of discussing it certainly well and i think though i think it is important also though to recognize good work you mm -hmm. know i mean i think i think that these 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 awards in some sort of fashion have some legitimate um value it does uh, need to be a night for people that have worked i mean if you think about the thousands of hours the, mm -hmm. the thousands of people that go into making one feature it is a grand feat they work at least 15 hours a day for mm -hmm. anywhere from three to nine months sometimes longer depending on mm -hmm. the, the massive scale on it and that's just the actual production it's not pre or post mm -hmm. um and so when you get a director it, well, I think everybody that goes up on stage and then the director gets an award, yeah, it's his, but it's also everybody yep. involved in making you, you. And so you, there does need to be a place for people that, you know, can showcase what they've achieved. Um, yep. But it also needs to be balanced. And I think that's what it's come down to. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great, but you're not representative of everyone. It's not yeah. fair. Correct. Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree with you there. Hmm. So with that in mind, let's vote on our best. <laughs> <laughs> it makes this seem disingenuous almost, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> well, some of it is going to be because for the best live action short, I'm literally guessing because I haven't seen them. Oh, well, I don't even have any. So there you go. I'll just vote off of yours then. Okay. Um, <laughs> how, how do we want to do, before we dive into this, how do we want to do this? Um, like I created my own, um, cause I don't think the Oscars have actually, the, any of the nominations have come out. So I've just created my own, um, uh, I'm, I'm list. cheating because I'm using varieties. Oh. They've got all of them on their website. 
oh. of, of ones that they're saying that is predicted nominees, next in line, uh, are the top tier contenders. And oh. they've got them all linked in a nice little neat clicky click. Oh. So I've oh, well. only written my last few out for uh, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Actress. Because okay. those are generally the biggest ones. But yeah, uh, okay. I, I, I was just going to go from their bottom one and go... I guess we don't have to do the live action documentary shorts or animated shorts. We can just start from best international, best international feature, I guess. Okay, let me. And, I'm going to scroll to mine. Okay, yep, and, I have one. Unless there. you've seen any of those animated uh, shorts, uh, animated. Let me see. Uh, short film animated, no. Uh, short film live action, no. I don't have anything on either of those. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> On the animated shorts, mm-hmm. Netflix has been suggested that they may win one or be nominated for Robin Robin. I disagree oh. with it. I didn't. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was brilliant. Um, but there are a, other f- few um, that are really interesting. NTV did one called The Musician, um, which I actually think I've seen. I think it was mm-hmm. online somewhere, which is excellent. Okay. There's another one called Namu, um, Bayabub Studios, which I didn't get to see. Uh, so, I, like, if I were to guess, I would say probably the MTV, the musician, might win that one. Okay. So, we'll see. Uh, international feature. What have you got for that? I have one, which I've seen and I think should win. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Lamb. Nice. <laughs> the Lamb is such a bonkers film. It starts up very interestingly and it, it goes another way it was weird er um, yeah <laughs> weird er uh, i would add to that um and i agree with lamb but i would add the hand of god um palio sorrentino he's a fantastic director and the hand of god it's on netflix now if you want to check it out it's just beautifully shot uh, did I it just come out recently yeah it did yeah is that the um, one with the that follows that's uh like the kid in the yes. the the yeah. Italian family, oh, okay, yes. yeah, yeah, that that was good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would add that in there. I think that was just wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful film. Um, Lamb is it. It says also in contention: prayers for the stolen, the God Boss, Great Freedom, Playground, and Lamb. So I think our two favorite is probably Lamb or The Hand of God. Mm-hmm. Out of those two, I think Lamb is going to get snubbed because I don't think the Oscars will know what to do with Lamb. Honestly, I don't. They often sure. you get the weirder films, and they they seem to not understand that films can be weird. Um, and they're good, but yeah. the message in Lamb I thought was very interesting. You know, mm-hmm. apart from the story itself being weird, Lamb is great. But yeah. the Hand of God for cinematography and storytelling, I think mm-hmm. I think that'll win. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't. Okay, best documentary feature. Uh oh. Okay, I have I have a handful on here. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so let's see. I have Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer. Nice. Amend, The Fight for America. Okay. Dem- Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil. Hmm. Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Okay. And then Misha and the Wolves. Um, probably what I think might win is Roadrunner film about Anthony Bourdain just because he 
people know him. You know what I mean? Know about him. I would argue, though, for Amend the Fight for America because of the importance of that documentary. And um, and now it's, I know it's not international, but then again, the Academy Awards tends to be more um, America-focused than world-focused, unlike the Golden Globes, which is typically more international Mm. uh, focused. So. Anyway, that that's my choice. What do you have? Yeah, those are, those are great choices. I would add um, National Geographic's The Rescue. It's on Disney mm. Plus at the moment. Okay. Visually brilliant, uh, but true story, uh, I think, mm. uh, quite well done. And the Velvet Underground um, Apple original. That, I think, um, it's a bit slow, but I enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely a film that Oscars like to nominate. Does that make sense? They, they, yes. It ticks certain boxes that make it go, oh, okay, that that might win. <laughs> There's certain films, you know, like, eh, that's an Oscar t- contender. There's another one, one great one, um, Billie yeah. Eilish, the, the World's a Little Blurry. Mm. Um, you know, I like her music, but I didn't know that. If You just have to watch it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But uh, okay. from from what I said, I thought it was very really well put together. But I just don't see it being nominated. Like, you, you know, there's some that will be and some that won't be, uh, I think. Yeah. What was the one that you think it's going to win? Well, I think it's Amend. But now, mm. once once you brought up uh, the Velvet Underground, is that what it was? Mm. Yeah, the Velvet um, Underground. One that popped into my head, which I had forgotten about, which is Get Back, Peter Jackson's mm. uh, Beatles documentary. I think oh, that's actually going to win. I totally, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I'll amend my... If, if it's not get back it's gonna be velvet underground so i guess we will see <laughs> yeah uh, yeah best original song do you have any for that nope i don't have any for that okay so the top five that have that are in this ranking is no time to die with mm-hmm. this billy billy eilish uh mm-hmm. Encanto, which is dos orogotas which is lin manuel uh don't look up which has got a bunch of people. The, the song is called Just Look Up. Mm. Uh, from the film The Harder They Fall, Guns Go Bang. And from the film Respect, Here I Am. I. It's a toss-up between No Time to Die, because uh, Billie Eilish is great, and she did a fantastic... That was a great, great song. Um, but Lin-Manuel Miranda, he is Hollywood's kind of baby, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so I would probably go with Encanto, but my choice would be No Time to Die, I think. I can see Encanto doing yeah. it also. Um, yeah. I wasn't as thrilled with No Time to Die, uh, the song. Oh, the song. Um, okay. Yeah, it, yeah not, nothing against Billie Eilish. I just, I didn't, it didn't grab me as a James Bond song. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I don't really know how to classify that other than it's that gut feeling just on some of these that you hear, you know what I mean? That as I think back to a lot of the other James Bond movies that it just had a, it had something within it and this just didn't grab me the same way. Yeah. So. That's fair. Um, and, and the natural next one to go on from there is score. What <laughs> have you got for that? Uh, so I have two. Um, which made it really hard uh, to decide which one I would want. But I have Dune, you know, and then um, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my choice, which out of those two, which is really hard, I'm going Shang-Chi. Yeah. I would like to go Shang-Chi, but Oscars don't like Marvel. I think Dune, they, they do like, uh, Denis. So I would say it's that, um, there are a number of others because Hans did no time to die. I think that would be in the running. Oh Um, yeah. And, um, one that I, I didn't really like the film, but I liked the score, which is the green Knight. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. between the atmosphere and yeah, so that was, it was tough for me, but yeah, I, I'd probably go Dune. I think Dune will win. Yeah. I think, I think Dune will win. I want but Shang-Chi. Want Shang-Chi. Win. Yeah. yeah. No, Shang-Chi's was so different. So unique. Yeah. I just, yeah, I wish they would, you know, like just give it a chance in the list on varieties, um, like all the awards contenders and rankings next in line mm-hmm. also in in contention not even mentioned really Shang-Chi. yeah and i think that's probably right i don't think they'll even get nominated yeah. probably which i think is it's that's again goes back to our discussion before that that yeah exactly the movie is a wonderful movie and mm-hmm. it's really well told and it's really well shot and because yeah, it's, it's it has marvel in the title should yeah. not discount anything about its, you know, I mean, that is, that's some of the best fight choreography we've seen in a really long time. Yeah. And, and the choreography of, of the, um, the, excuse me, the cinematography is some of the best we've seen also that just, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> go down a rant in that one. <laughs> uh, this one will be interesting to see what you got. Um, visual effects. Effects. Let me scroll to that. Okay, so I have four. <clears throat> I have uh, Shang-Chi. Mm. I have The Suicide Squad. Nice. I have Malignant. And ah, yeah. then I have Dune. Now. Okay, which one do you think will win? Dune. Yeah. Which one and I think it should win. I think it should win. Okay, yeah. That's the one I think... Uh, yeah, I pretty much have the same, except uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I enjoyed that. And oh, Free yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um, I also don't know where to put that. Yeah. That's so much, and it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think Dune, for this one, it should win. Visually, it, like you just, hands down. A Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, visually, great. It, wa- it was, yeah. Well, Dune, though, the, the scope and the scale. The scale, uh, like just- nothing else came close to that. Yeah, it was so phenomenally done. And it, it, I mean, that, you know, seeing it on IMAX, IMAX uh, mm. speaking is hard sometimes. But yeah, that, I mean, it, it, it showcased it even more. And that, I mean, it was a visual spectacle, you, mm. <laughs> you know? So I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so going from visual effects to sound, which is now a separate award. Um, has it always been? I feel like it's new. I think it's been for a little bit. Not, not, I don't think it's been for a long time. Yeah. Have you got any? I have one. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which I think it should win. Mm. A Quiet Place 2. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Um, there's a, a few others that they've mentioned here. Belfast and Tick, Tick, Boom, which I agree with. I haven't seen Belfast, but I know a lot of good things and sound, I imagine. Um, 
Last Night in Soho was one I kept thinking about for sound as well. Uh, I just think that's a big part of the character to sound. But A Quiet Place too, And I also think they're just not going to get it. <laughs> like, it won't win. I think Dune might win for sound again. Um, but I do mm. think A Quiet Place 2 deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Dune being, yeah, absolutely. Actually, all of those, I think, um, <clears throat> I can see nominated, yeah, and, and considered. Yeah. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Oh, okay. So I have two. Okay. Um, House of Gucci. Yep, that's on my list. <laughs> which I think is uh, has a really good chance. Mm. Um, but I think it's going to go to Dune. Oh, yeah. Okay. And more so, I think that's for, um, I don't, do they do costume design anymore? Oh, no, they do do costume design. No, yeah, I liked, costumes. yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think the makeup and the hairstyling, I think that was tough for me, but I'm good. I think it'll go to Dune. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think House of Gucci isn't going to be the one that the Oscars choose. Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, I didn't like the film that much, but I think Cruella has a good chance of. Oh, be nominated. Yeah. Um, Nightmare Alley again, and Cyrano, very period piece Cyrano, which the Oscars also like. Um, don't know which one I want to win. Yeah, I'm very torn on this. Who would have thought I would have been torn on <laughs> makeup and hairstyling? Makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> yeah, House of Gucci probably, and and that's the one that's going to win, I think. Well, and, and from, from just Jared Leto. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that is, I could see that that is a major justification right there because that guy yeah. is unrecognizable. It's done so well. Yeah. Uh, and now we get to one of the, the sort of biggies, editing. I have two only okay. on my list that they, because these both, stood out to me um mm. one more than the other but i have uh last night in soho and i have right. malignant yes and um i'm gonna go with last night in soho mm. um, just the, the 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 one scene in particular which which is the dance scene um where they switch between anya taylor joy and thomas and mckenzie dancing with matt smith in a circular uh, motion and how that's edited together but then i can you know all of the different uh the angles that are chosen and just um then the way the story is put together itself mm. uh, for me that's how so i have three that i i would say last night in soho uh coda and west side story i think west side story will win Mm. Um, but I want last night and so to win because it just literally for that one shot going down the stairs, I was like, yeah, brilliant. Just yeah. phenomenal. Um, but yeah, again, coming back to our, do you, do you think though that West side story is going to, I mean, it was a, it's a box office flop. Like I think West side nobody story, went and saw it. It's, it's a Spielberg film. And it's a musical. <laughs> that is okay. Oscar's yeah. butter. <laughs> yeah, which then that goes. I mean, that goes back to our whole argument. Uh, you know that we we started this off with, and it's just, mm. does it deserve to win, or is it because of pedigree 
that it's being nominated. And and now I haven't seen it, so I'm I'm speaking from some level of ignorance here mm. because it may be phenomenal. I don't know, and it just didn't resonate with audiences. Who knows? But mm. um, yeah, I I think it will win a few, and I I know it is good. Okay, but it's yeah, I I could go into a rant, but I I won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, costume design. Okay, I have the last duel. They all start nice. with the, which is weird. Mm-hmm. So the last duel, the yeah. harder they fall, and the green knight. Nice. Um, I think I want the green knight to win, mm. but but I could make arguments, like really good arguments. I think for each because they're all unique Mm. um you know and i wouldn't be torn uh you know upset if any of them won yeah but i yeah um i think spencer could be an upset but even though it's been very much shunned this could be the one that it might pick up for uh not because the costumes are lavish but that's very accurate yes um nightmare alley is one that i think would be nice to see it being nominated up there June could well, because the costumes are massive. Um, True. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to go with June in this one, I think. You think it'll ride the wave kind of? of mm. Okay. Sometimes yeah, you get a couple of films that just do that in the Oscars, don't they? They're yeah. Just like they, they pick it up and like, for this, for this, for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite uh, cinematography I have five. Nice. And yeah, I'm okay. So I've got tough to whittle down. Well, it, yeah. And I'm, and I know there's going to be ones that I miss or that you're going to, maybe you're going to name and I'm going to go, Oh, dang it. I, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I have the tragedy of Macbeth. Nice. I have the green Knight. Yeah. I have the last duel. Yeah. I have Dune. Hmm. And then I have Pig. Yeah. I think Dune is going to win. I want Pig to win. <laughs> um, because, not only because it was a smaller film, but just the way that the, 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 the color palette that they used to then craft some of the scenes and to give... You know, the, the use of lighting and shadow and things having this more subdued overall tone to it, which mm. then played into the the feeling that we've got. You know, some of the melancholy that's going on and some of the, the little bit of mystery that surrounds Nicolas Cage's character. And as it goes along, um, you know, just a lot of the shots that they chose. I mean, even the, the restaurant scene where Cage eviscerates this other chef with very few words. I mean, that, that dialogue exchange or when he, Nicholas Cage is having a conversation with, um, a friend of his and the camera, the, the, the choice to pull way back and to show the whole scene, um, from very far away, you know what I mean? So that you can't see facial expressions, um, or anything like that. I just, all of those choices together, that's for me. That's why I want it to win, but I do believe mm. that Dune will win. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, Dune on my list. Coda as well. I thought it was just beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Titan or Titan is one oh, that I... Just, I haven't just, seen that one, but... Uh, so, so good. Disturbingly okay. good. <laughs> and one that could shock people, and it might be one that... It could creep in there, but Val... Um, oh, the, the documentary with documentary, Val Kilmer? Yeah, oh. that Val Kilmer... I think it was put together so well. Okay, so it's mostly his footage over his life, but he had to do extra. Um, and I think there's like, yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was mm. amazingly put put together. I think it could it could be. I feel like Pig is going to be overlooked, like completely, which is very. Oh, I sad. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that I think will win for cinematography is June. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that I, if I were to choose, and I know that the one that I choose that will not win, will probably be a, a tra- tragedy of Macbeth. I think it's beautifully put together. So Yes. Hmm. You know, hey, before we keep going, uh, if you're listening along and you have, what's your list? Who who hmm. do you think should win in some of these categories um, or all of the categories? You know, you can tweet at us, best we watched. Um, we'd love to hear your your ideas as well, and maybe some of the ones that we've forgotten about. So please do yeah. that. Make sure you yeah communicate with us, and we, we'd love to see it. Mm. Uh, production design. Roll to that on my list here. I have four. <clears throat> nice. um, I've got The Last Duel. Yep. Uh, a word that we've said many times in this, Dune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare Alley. And the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, I'd agree with all of those. I only had two. Which one did you think is going to win? What's your favorite? Uh, I think I'm going to go last duel. Hmm. Is that your favorite yeah. and the one you think it won? Uh, I think it's. I think it has a good chance of winning. Which I well, I think what's going to win is a one-word one. Um, but um, I really. <laughs> I really liked it on all of these, though. That's the thing mm. that um, for different reasons, you know, um, so but I think maybe from scale, not not as grand, like not like scale that uh, Denis did with the ships and stuff like that, but just of um, the different locations and stuff. I think Last Duel that's right. what I'll go with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not I don't have anything to add. I. Exactly the same. I think June will win, mm-hmm. but I want the last duel to win. Um, it's not a happy film, but in terms of production <laughs> design, my yeah. goodness, spectacular. Yeah. Um, now we get to one that it might be like in my top three awards, and I always get upset because I'm too close to this, but best animated film. Uh, let's see here. What are, I have <laughs> two. What? Um, Why don't you have more? Because I couldn't think of any. That's really where, <laughs> <laughs> where it was. Um, okay. I, I have the Mitchells versus the Machines mm-hmm. and uh, Ray, Raya, Raya and the Last Raya Dragon. The Last Dragon, yeah. What else is and on your list? One, what did I forget? Which one? Uh, the Summit of the Gods, you forgot. Oh, oh, yeah. I did forget about that one. Yes. Like, hmm. So how dare you forget that? Yeah. Um, what else did you forget? 
Encanto. I, is, I haven't will, seen it. Right. So it's on yeah. Disney. <laughs> uh, Luca. Haven't seen that one either. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It just did. Uh, have you seen uh, Bell or B E L L E? No, I've seen that title pop up a couple of times on some things, but I haven't seen that yet. Mm. Um, it's honestly phenomenal. It's really okay. Good. Uh, I want the Summit of the Gods to win, or Mitchell's versus the Machines. Either one of those, I will be super happy. Raya and the Last Dragon, I loved, and I also think it deserves to win. I think Encanto will win. <laughs> I oh wait Luca's there as well I don't know one of those uh, I think Encanto's gonna win um, I want Mitchell's versus the Machines that film is incredible Yeah, it really was it's <laughs> so much fun <laughs> but it's also Netflix and I don't think awards like Netflix much so they're starting to overcome that a bit they're gonna great. have to I mean yeah. the you Get know, the program. <laughs> well, especially because you can't, um, like, uh, what's the movie, uh, becoming, nope, uh, turning red. Is that what it's called? The Panda movie that's yes. coming out for Disney. It's going directly to, to Disney's platform, right? Exactly. So yeah. you, that becomes a streaming movie. If mm. you know what I mean? Like, which I think we need to get away from that as a, you know what, because these just streaming platforms, if they're buying movies or they're producing their own, that's still the same thing. You know what I mean? Just like any other, like Universal buying one or um, what Halloween Kills, which is a terrible movie. But the premise still is that it's a, um, what, Paramount, right? Is that correct? Paramount? And that it went to yeah. Paramount Plus mm-hmm. um, directly. Well, that... <laughs> this is a that's a streaming movie then you know what yeah. i mean so we need to i think the chain the 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 thinking and the qualifications needs <laughs> to really change to encompass these these other platforms because it's no different that you know a movie premieres at sundance and it has no buyers it has no distribution and netflix mm. picks it up versus um warner brothers mm. there's no difference in that now you know yeah. So, okay, rant, over, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Best adapted screenplay. Oh, I have two. I have um, Nightmare Alley and The Green Knight. Oh, cool. Go for it. What what else is on the Uh, I have uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth and Mm Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, Uh, I think Tick Tick Boom might actually win this one. I think you're right. It might win. I out of my out of the two that I had, I want Nightmare Alley to win. Mm. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch this one. It only comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. I can see how Tick Tick Boom would win. Could win. But yeah, I if think... it's going to win for any, it might win for this. Yeah, I feel like sometimes they give out Oscars for, oh, we have to give this film one, and then you get these adapted screenplay, which is sad because it goes, it's as much work, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and the movie was phenomenal. I mean, it yeah. really was. It was no, it's it was incredible. Great, it's very good. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I think Nightmare Alley 
I would, I think I want that one to win more. Hmm. Um, okay. you know, I'd be interested once you, once you get the chance to see it, what you think of it. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Well, it's one of my like top three. He's in my top three favorite directors of all time. So uh, hopefully, but I know it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit different to his original, well, some of his other work, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is again with screenplays, but this is best original. I have three. Okay. So I have lamb, mm. which is okay. So <laughs> you'll notice a theme here. All of mine have animals in them. Um, <laughs> you can so say I pig. I, I, that is one of them pig. <laughs> and then the lamb, other one, and? werewolves within. Oh, nice. That will never win. But it what my family got the D, the Blu-ray for me for Christmas. I was so Amazing. excited. I'm, I'm yeah, Aww. I'm so excited. I love I love that movie so much fun. Um I don't think that one's gonna win. I don't think it'll even be on anybody's radar. But um okay, wait, before I say what uh, what else is on on your list? Yeah, so Mass. Yes. Is is one and King Richard, actually. Oh, uh, because it's, yeah, it's good. Um, but as so an original screenplay. You've complicated my list now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are crap. others on there that would, I would like to put on there. Um, like The Harder They Fall. Mm -hmm. um, I hear really good things about Red Rocket. Um, I'm going to try and watch that really soon. And Titan, you know, as an original oh, yeah. screenplay. I haven't seen Red Rocket because it hasn't come out seen yet. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one. No. I'm. What I want to win is Pig because I love the movie so much. Mm. Um, but I could see Mass winning. Yeah, right. For for this one. Yeah. And it would be so nice if it does pick up something because it deserves all the awards. Um, it yes. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> well, maybe not for school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all the others for sure. And so we're, we've just done original screenplay, right? So now yes. we're into sup best supporting actor, best supporting actress. So let's do supporting actor. Okay. I, uh, I have five in this one. Okay. I'm all ears. All right. I have Alex Wolf for Pig. Nice. Joe Keery for Free Guy. Mm -hmm. John Bernthal for King Richard. Nice. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Ah, oh, so good. And Troy Kotzer for Coda. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't say, because uh, you talk about him a lot, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. I can see him being nominated, but honestly, the thing that um, that bothered me is the accent that he did. And I don't mm. know. I still don't know if it was an insulting accent because it sounds it sounds like a stereotypical American actor trying to do an Italian accent. Right. The way that he spoke his lines. So it it, it bothered me in that. I think. From the makeup standpoint, I mean, he he was unrecognizable. I think he still did a good job, mm. but yeah, uh, yeah, these other ones were for me were bigger. 
standouts, I guess. Okay. Um, I think Ben Affleck's in a really good chance of winning because there's two that I would put him up for. The Last Duel and mm-hmm. The Tender Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people have a bit mixed responses to The Tender Bar, but his performance um, in The Tender Bar was incredible. So I would mm-hmm. put him up there. Uh, Troy Kotzer uh, in Coda. Um, I feel that his performance was really good. I haven't seen being the Ricardas, but J.K. Simmons... Oh. Never count him out on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if he's if he's up if he's done some acting, he's probably going to get nominated. Uh, Good. I think Jesse Plemons might win for the Power of the Dog for this one. Uh, but who I want to win is Vincent Linden in Titan. Okay. Yeah. I have not so, seen that, so I can't even speak. I really to the want you to watch it, so you can tell me how messed it up is. Because you, you and Austin were like, "Ruben, watch Lamb," and I was like, "I don't want to." And then I watched it, and it's it still messes with me. It's an amazing film, but is that what what is this film? So you have to watch Titan. The, well, the thing that that's always that just keeps me from like diving into it is I've read the synopsis, and I'm like, "What mm-hmm. the crap? Seriously, what?" Yeah, yeah. Turn the volume up loud, Chris. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I want everybody to hear that. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So who do you choose? Who do you want? You, you want the, um, I want Titan to, to, to win. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think it will. The, the I, Oscars won't like that. Mm, you probably not. I want Troy Kotzer for Coda to win. Mm, yeah. Right, that, that film needs to win some awards. Seriously. Yeah. 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 I, um, who I think will win. Hmm. Maybe Troy Kotzer. I could see mm. John Bernthal. Maybe. I don't know who it was. It was, he wasn't even on the list that you saw, right? As uh, a, I didn't read all of them. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, okay. So who did we just do the best supporting? Actor? Uh, supporting actor. Yeah. Okay. So we can do uh, best supporting actress. Uh, this is a tough list for me, honestly. Okay. Not not to create the list necessarily, but who I think or I want to win. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I have Anya Taylor Joy for Last Night in Soho. Nice. Yeah. Anne Dowd for Mass. Mm. Danielle Deadweiler for The Harder They Fall. Mm-hmm. Dominique Fishback for Judah and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. And then Catherine Hunter for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, I'm going to put Catherine Hunter on my list, and that's it. <laughs> Short list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's others I could mention, like Kate Blanchett for Don't Look Up. Like, I didn't like the film, but I liked her. I thought she was fantastic. It took me a little bit to realize that that was actually her well, with, the, the, um, with the teeth that she did and the, you know, the whole, oh my gosh, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't actually think the tragedy of Macbeth will win unfortunately mm. I'm not even sure it'll be nominated but it's Marley Matlin for Coda possibly oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, who will win is probably West Side Story Ariana DeBoss oh okay <laughs> oh. yeah I, you're probably right I want Danielle Deadweiler from The Harder They Fall to win nice that'd be um, great yeah, I think she was Cuffy, if I remember the character name correctly. Mm. And just, um, yeah, I really enjoyed her performance. So, 
that that's not to take away any of the on the list because like like I said, this is a tough list. Mm, so really is. Uh, let's go straight to best actress. Okay, mm. I have Thomas and McKenzie last night in Soho. Mm. Kate Blanchett for Nightmare Alley. This one may surprise you, but Jodie Comer for Free Guy. Uh, Martha Plimpton for Mass. And Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Like you said, Jodie Comer, and I expected you to say The Last Jewel. <laughs> but you said Free Guy. Can She's you, can in The ex- Last Duel, isn't she? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She's incredible in the last year. She is. I think though, I think she's. M- what? Yeah. What made you go it, the last jewel? And that, sorry, free guy for Jodie Comer. Because I saw her more as a main player in free guy and, and more of a supporting character, I think in the last duel, even though she's one of the story drivers. Mm. Um, I felt that it was Matt Damon and, um, Adam Driver that were the, you know, that she, even though she takes a third of the story, mm. you know, I just didn't, <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think out of the ones that will get nominated are seven. It'll be Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, mm. uh, Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter, Jessica mm. Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Kirsten Stewart for Spencer, and oh, that's five. The other two probably Jennifer Hudson for Respect, um, and Frances McDormand for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm. I I think it's going to be a toss-up between Nicole Kidman and Olivia Colman. Who wins? Um, I think Kirsten Stewart should win it for Spencer. Yeah. See, now that you've put her in the, like, I, my, I want Jess, I wanted Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye because she mm. literally disappeared into the role. Mm. Um, but holy crap, Kristen Stewart as Diana in Spencer. I mean, if you just look at Twilight and then you look at Spencer, you're like, damn. Okay. The, that was such a wonderful performance. I think I want um, Kristen Stewart to win over Jessica Chastain, which is something big for, I mean, for me, because I thought I, Eyes of Tammy Faye with her. But anyway, the, she was, you're right. She did such a good job in Spencer. That was a, um, we watched that like right around Christmas, I think. Mm. And, um, oh my gosh, what a great movie. Very, very different take. Unfortunately, the previous awards before the Oscars are always a good indicator to, mm-hmm. as to what, and that's been just completely ignored, which is bonkers. Unfortunate, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, best actor, yeah. All right. Uh, I've got Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Spectacular mm. in that. Uh, Will Smith for King Richard. Yeah. Jonathan Majors for The Harder They Fall. Hmm. Bradley Cooper for Nightmare Alley. And then um, Nicolas Cage for Pig. Hmm. Okay. Who, else makes your, who makes your list? 
Um, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Did you say that? I did not, but that's a great one. Yes. Yeah, Is that your it. list? Yeah, that's my list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Pig, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. I think Andrew Garfield will win. I don't think the Oscar people like Nicholas Cage, um, but I think he definitely deserves his probably the performance of a lifetime. Next to Leaving Las Vegas. Which he won the Oscar for. Which he won the Oscar for. Yeah. I yeah. I want Nicolas Cage to win. Um yeah, there you go. Yep. yep. Nice. All right. Where does that okay. take us? Uh well we have best picture and best director. So should we do best director and then do leave picture for last? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. So I have a pig. <laughs> uh because I just love that movie. Um I have Mass. The Last Duel and Dune. Okay. What's on your list? Um, okay, for the ones that I think will get nominated by the Oscars, I think um, so. Best Director would be Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Cohen, Cole Cohen for Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Yes. Uh, Denis uh, Villeneuve for Dune. Mm-hmm. And Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Last Daughter. Um, oh. I actually think Steven Spielberg will win, but Maggie has a chance because it sounds horrible to say, but it's a female who's directing. Um, not that that film isn't spectacular in every way. And, you know, but representation is a big thing at the moment. Sure. Um, so I don't know if that is part. Of, it's horrible to say to think that that would be part of the the contender, not the just criteria. on the merits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that is a thing that's well, and and, uh, and it, well, and I think it has to be addressed, um, and they have to take that into account only because they have negated that. You know what I mean? That yeah. the female directors have not been considered because they were female directors for so long. And so I think it is a legitimate thing to be like, well, you know, we, we're, we're acknowledging this. Um, and I agree with you. It should be based on the merit alone. I mean, that it yeah. shouldn't, it shouldn't matter because all of the past, you know, we've had all of these wonderful female directors that have been overlooked and they shouldn't have been overlooked. Exactly. Yeah. Their work stands as its own, you know? And so, yeah, it's a weird yeah, place I, to be in. It, it is. Yeah, I think, uh, well, hmm. I think Dune is going to win. I want Fran Kranz for Mass to win. Mm, okay. Uh, the So those are the ones I think that will get nominated by the Oscars. The ones I want to be nominated mm-hmm. is uh, Palio Sorrento for The Hand of God. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott for The Last Duel. Last Duel. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think it was excellent. And like uh, in direction, Joel Cohen uh, for The Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, Franz Kranz for Mass, and uh, the last one, Jason Reitman for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I want that to win because of how it made yeah. Yeah, and how it yeah. made me feel when I came out. I was like, yeah, he took everything that the fans wanted and made it a new story for a new generation and I can't can't even begin to think how difficult that must have been yeah. because when dealing with a fan base as dedicated as those are keeping them happy and and making a new story yeah, uh, yeah. 
Did I yeah. tell you when we walked out of the theater, we overheard like a lot of pissed off people. Seriously? Like they, yeah. I, we, what, what movie we were, were they look, watching? Yeah, I don't know. We were all looking at each other like, what? That was a lot of fun. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> what, what I don't. Okay. Yeah, Honestly, whatever. my top five favorite films of the year uh, of last year. I don't. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was just good. Yeah. Okay, so we're down to best picture our predictions for best picture. The last and final countdown. I have seven. Some of these yep. I'm sure are not going to be on the list, even though I have should be. Uh, seven too. Oh, okay. I have uh, seven that I think is going to be Oscars. Okay. The, what the, the Oscars ones. And then have seven that I want. Okay, so okay, uh, these are the ones that I th- that I think should be nominated. Okay, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, right? The Green Knight. I think that that feels like it was so old because it came out so long ago. That I yeah, getting, well, and that's what excellent. you know. Yeah, well, and I had forgot. I actually had to go back and look up the date because it came out at Sundance last year, but twenty twenty one was like thirteen years long and three months long all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, um, right. kind of like 2020 was, you know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. it's like airport rules of, of, you know, time where time I don't know what day it is. And yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had, yeah, it was, I actually was shocked at the beginning when I'm like, wait, was that last year? Was that the year before? No, that was uh, anyway. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Judas and the black Messiah, the green Knight, uh, the last duel Dune, Mm. Um, actually, the last three after Dune are all one named ones. Also, Coda, mm. Mass, and Pig. Nice. Right. What, what's on your lists? Okay, so the ones I think the Oscars will nominate would be uh, Coda, West Side Story, Belfast, uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, Tick Tick Boom, The Lost Daughter, Spencer, and I think they'll choose West Side Story. Mm. Um. And the pictures I want to be nominated is Coda, Mass, Lamb, uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, Pig, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Titan. And I want uh, Coda to win Best Picture. So for me, it was a, it was a hard one because I had the three that I really want: Pig, Mass, and Coda. Mm. Um, now, how do you choose out of those three? They they're all <laughs> equally excellent. Yeah, and I. I, I did. I just, I picked one. I chose mass. Mm. Um, from a rewatchability standpoint, that one is the least out of those three for me. Um, mm. just because no, of it. discomfort yeah. and emotional, yeah. um, from uplifting Coda all the way. That's um, why I chose it for best picture. Cause I, I thought about what is best picture. Um, it, what does it encompass? Uh, I thought it ticked more boxes yeah, for like the Oscars, like uh, storytelling, reaching people, who's going to enjoy it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure they have all those things. Now, Pig is incredible, and I don't think everybody's going to get it. Yeah. Um, Mass is going to be for a select few people, and not mm-hmm. everybody will watch it. Yeah. Uh, but absolutely, each each of those deserves its own Oscar like a reward for everyone. Those three, they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just take it. There you take go. It. Yes. Yeah. We'll send them each their mini little Oscars. And yes. <laughs> call it good. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, that was right. a big list. It was. Yeah. We got through it fairly quickly. Yes. <laughs> 
though, uh, as always, you know, if you, what made your list? What do you want to win? What do you want to be nominated? Uh, what are your general thoughts on award shows? You know, uh, not necessarily the Academy Awards, but any of them, you know, I mean, Ruben did a great poll. um, But if you want to let us know best we watched on Twitter, um, that would be wonderful. Or you can even hit us up if you're listening to this and then want to head over to the YouTube channels, Ruben at the Ruby Tuesday or me, Chris at Movies and Munchies. You know, you can leave these in the comments as well. We would love to to see these. Uh, You can write us an essay if you want, um, (laughs) you know, on, on what your thoughts are on the awards shows, do they, are they still relevant? And I think that's Mm a, you know, that's a good question to ask. Um, but yeah. Okay. Outside of that, uh, please rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. Please share this with your friends. We know that this is a longer version this time. So we thank you for (laughs) sticking around for listening. Even if you've jumped around a little bit, fast forward a little bit, well, Hey, you've come to the end and we appreciate that. Yeah. Please check out, rate, nope, subscribe, like, share Ruben at the Ruby Tuesday on YouTube. Uh, me, Chris, with Movies and Munchies again. And uh, next week, we will be back at it with more of the best we watched and probably some other fun little topic uh, that we can attack at some point. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. That sounds like a good plan, right? Actually, you know what? I think I'll be able to talk about maybe a little bit of some of the Sundance stuff I've seen, maybe, or at least right. my tattoo. That's I know I'll at least talk about my yeah, tattoo. Yeah, you can so. at least show us your tattoo. There you yeah. go. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll catch you all next week.